Uh-huh. I don't care anymore, man. I really don't. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. I wanna take you to Honolulu, baby. I wanna go on a vacation. Wanna chill, wanna sit on the beach and chill. Wanna drink Corona Beach and chill. Yeah, put the lime in the drink. Stop and think. Look at your face, man, you're beautiful. Girl, you're beautiful. Never seen nothing. So beautiful. Make the beach look like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Make make everything look like it's nothing. Girl, I love you. Girl, I love you. I didn't notice till now. But I love you so much. I want to be with you forever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Back in the day, when I used to work and get paid, I spent my whole check on you, girl. You were my whole world. My voice is kinda fucking trash, but you didn't give a shit about that. We used to light it up and burn ash, but now you're gone and I'm here all alone. My life is nothing but a poem. Yeah, da 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 da. Yeah. I wanna take her to Honolulu, Honolulu, Honolulu. Wanna take her to Honolulu, Honolulu. Yo, this is for everybody who's in love right now, man. This is for everybody. I want you to tell that special someone you wanna take her to Honolulu, dog. Y'all go on the beach and fucking chill, man. This is for y'all, man. We love, love, one love. That's it. That's all we gotta do for man. We just wanna show everybody that we mean everything to everybody. Everybody's somebody, somebody. Everybody's somebody's everything. Thank you for the support. Peace. Good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for spike this is for rachel you big fat white nasty smelling fat bitch why you took me off the motherfucking schedule with your trifling dirty white racist ass you big fat bitch oompa loompa body ass bitch cohen i am matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddy waters of freedom i i don't 
Uh, hi, everybody. Don't worry I'd... about that one. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Hey, hey, everyone. I'm sorry for whatever that was. <laughs> we want to go? It's this certainly like, has nothing to do with me, but I uh, I I'm the, glad it, that you've joined this, us. It's this thing that's going around uh, the old TikTok, and uh, they are. Oh, was that on TikTok? They, yeah, they it's on TikTok, and somebody made a TikTok of them leaving a voicemail for their boss using that, plus a lot more, and people are now saying it on TikTok. Oh, okay. I was thinking that that was some beef you had with someone named Rachel. I'm like, goodness, man. Like, nope. okay, well, nope. hey. That's the voicemail that this uh, woman left. Okay, fair enough. Well, hey, everybody. I'm sorry mm-hmm. about Rachel's doing that to someone. But, uh, <laughs> um, so Matt, so that, how was how was your so week? That, oh, my week's good. My week's good. I'm going to, you know. I moved into a new location, as anybody watching can probably tell. Um, so for the next few months, this is what it's going to look like on my Very end. cool. Yeah. Very cool. And I had I had a fun weekend. Uh, uh, or actually, it wasn't a weekend. It was Monday. I had a week, great week beginning uh, in, uh, uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina, doing the Pound the Pavement event. But we'll talk about that later. So, yeah, no, I uh, I had a... What else happened this week? Oh, I don't have cancer. That's good. I don't have cancer. Good. I, I went to the, they, there was a brief period that um, they thought I had cancer, but I don't. I didn't tell anyone, including you. I, 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 I realized this. <laughs> but, uh, so I don't. Um, and that's really good. Um, and while I was there, um, uh, uh, while I was there, I had to, uh, I got to, um, uh, I got to meet a student doctor uh, who saw my my Vermin Supreme pin on my jacket and asked me if I vo- liked Vermin Supreme or if I voted for Vermin Supreme or something. And I said, well, I'm his running mate. And he got all, all excited and he was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And I can't, oh no, I can't tell anyone that I met Vermin Supreme's running mate. I'm like, yeah, you can, I don't care. And he's like, do I have your, how do you word it, your verbal clearance verbal yeah you're yeah you're express he had a very specific term you express verbal uh consent consent to to tell my friends that i met vermin supreme's running mate at work and i said yeah just make sure they know that i don't have cancer or hiv because like i don't want there to be like because you're a cancer doctor and i don't want it oh and i don't have (laughs) hiv by the way i don't have hiv that was never really they didn't really think i had hiv but they always just they just wanted to check that. No, I get that. I get that. Which was it's always a good which, check. Always a good check to get. Which right, and, and it was interesting because they were like, "Well, have you been checked for HIV?" And I'm like, "Well, I was six years ago, which was kind of absurd then, because I've been married for ten years." And they went, "Oh, so they checked me again because apparently mm-hmm. they thought maybe maybe I looked like a cheater. I don't know." The, the the statute of limitations on that test had expired. <laughs> so Apparently they so. They, they they she kind of gave me a look and I thought, oh wow, you're gonna test me for HIV even after I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't have that. So uh, good news: no HIV, no cancer. Nope. Good. Um, and uh, and uh, do still have MS. Hmm. Turns out that doesn't um clear up. Interesting. 
Yeah. Well, but uh, but yeah. So anyway, so yeah, the, it was fun. So I got to I got to. There are some student, uh, some uh, med students and doctors who uh, got to hear that Furman Supreme's running mate does not have cancer or HIV. Three days before you guys found, well, four days before you got, four days before you guys found out. Good. Oh, first and foremost, let me thank Justin oh, God, for the kava that I already drank. Oh, and allow me to thank Kroger for this delicious purified drinking water. Mm. And allow me to thank Coastal Cancer Center for confirming that I don't have cancer or HIV. Bulavanaka. 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 I, um, I just want to point out that I have this lovely Chris Reynolds camelback. I keep forgetting to wear my... Look, I'm I'm wearing my Chris Reynolds shirt with my Chris Reynolds Camelback water bottle that is now a Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds attorney at law water bottle and Ooh. a Muddied Waters water bottle. I could recreate that. I don't know what my problem is, why I keep forgetting to bring to wear Chris. Mm-hmm. I wear Chris stuff like out and about, <laughs> but then on the show, I don't wear it. Like uh, I, I wear it, you know. In a place where he can't really get much business. I presume he's not licensed here. Maybe he is. I don't know. I, I presume. I, I, I don't presume, presume so. I don't, I don't know I, how that where the reciprocity works. But but then on the show where I could actually maybe drum up some business for him. No, not so much. I, uh, I was with him earlier today and uh, I forgot to reset my mic for this new height. Um, I was going to say you might want to turn it up just a little. Is this better? Little, little, little bitter, a little bit more. How's that? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, yeah, cool. That's good. Awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, I was hanging out with Chris earlier today, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't believe he is licensed to lawyer in South Carolina. I would imagine so. Or North Carolina. Or North Carolina. Or whatever so I, Carolina you happen to be in on whatever particular day. Just the Carolinas. Right. The Carolinas. The um yeah, so so I'm gonna have to start remembering to start I now remembering have three, to wear stuff. I'm not gonna lie, the green I really like the green Chris Reynolds attorney at law shirt. Um but it does not do well against this wall, which Dan Faust, I did not repaint with kills coronavirus paint. That is what these walls were painted before I got here. <laughs> I like that. Kills coronavirus. Nice. So speaking of killing the coronavirus, Joe Biden, uh, I was I actually had a better segue, which was uh, uh, speaking of forgetting things. Um but uh, speaking of uh, any really any number of things, speaking of getting the show started, Joe Biden had an interesting. Well, he's had a great week. It, it's been the best of times and the worst of times for Joe, as it always is. Uh, Joe, Joe lives in that specific. Joe range. lives in a in a world of winning despite himself. It's very interesting to watch. Uh, if there is, uh, for those who have any doubt, uh, or if there's any debate about the existence of um, white male privilege um if there is such a thing joe biden absolutely has it and then something about being really old and having been the vice president 
I mean, that's really, I mean, let's be clear. That's why he's the nominee or why he's going to be the nominee soon. Um, but so uh, Joe had, let's start with the fun stuff first. Uh, Joe Biden had a very interesting encounter with a union construction worker in, I believe, Michigan. Um, and this, oh, first of all, um, let's go through a couple things. Sorry about this real quick. Uh, we'd like to, um, uh, this episode is brought to you by the, oh, we're uh, trying to help <laughs> the uh, Libertarian Party of Tennessee uh, is raising money for the people that were affected by the tornadoes last uh, week. And uh, so if you can go to lptn.org slash donate uh, and make a donation and in the uh, where it says donation uh, comments or something like that, put tornado relief so they know it's for the tornado relief. Um, lptn.org slash donate. Uh, be sure to do that. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the uh, Libertarian Dad Bod, Libertarian Party Dad Bod Calendar. Uh, sexy Libertarian men such as me, $12 shipped to your front door, coronavirus-free. It's also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, also coronavirus-free, the fastest-growing coronavirus-free caucus in the party. Um, so Joe Biden, speaking of coronavirus-free, probably, uh, Joe Biden, maybe, we don't, I mean, you know, I have sure. no way to know. So really, don't have any way to know. It's not like they're testing anyone. Um, but uh, Joe Biden uh, has uh, he had a fun, interesting uh, moment, uh, a little bit of a, a tiff with a construction worker who was asking about um, if he was going to take away his guns. And so th the audio in this, just to kind of prep you ahead of time, there's a lot of background noise. The audio is not the best. This was the best video I could find in terms of the audio, uh, but you can hear the stuff. It's just not going to be the best. So just giving you the warning, go ahead and try to listen. Uh, but it, it, it actually, the audio gets better as they get closer, uh, but it's worth it. It's worth it. So here we go. That's insane. You're four shit. And they were talking about guns. We're talking about guns, yeah. Second Amendment, just like right now, if you yell fire, that's not free speech. From the very beginning, I have a shotgun, I have a 20 gauge, 12 gauge, my son's hunt. Guess what? You're not allowed to own any weapon. I'm not taking your gun away at all. You need 100 rounds? You're going to take our I did not say that. That's not true. I did not say that. He literally just said that. It's a viral video like the other ones are putting out that are saying they're lying. Your voice, you said that you're taking a gun. Oh, he just clarified it. Wait, 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 wait. Take your AR-14s and what? Okay, this is not okay. AR-14. Hey, let's get a little There's a lot of guys. A lot of guys want it. I'm not working. Give me a break, man. Don't be such a way Hey, there's a lot of people. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Are you, are you able to own a, a, a machine gun? I own a machine gun. I said, are you able to own one? Machine guns are illegal. That's right. Some AR-15s are legal. How is that in a machine gun? No, it's not. Yeah, do you need 100 rounds? Do you need 100 rounds? There's no hundred hundred rounds in America with handguns, and there are what you call assault rifles. Why are you advocating for assault rifles when people are playing with handguns? Okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. So that guy basically thwacked him. Yes. So for but those who I couldn't... Learn... Go ahead. Go ahead. What I did learn today is that the AR-14 is real. Oh, is there an AR-14? There is an AR-14. I thought that it was 
him being him, but maybe he was referring to the AR-14, which is a real gun. Uh, AR-14 assault rifles are chambered 5.56 by three thirty by 39 millimeter round and have folding butt stocks. Are we going to give, I mean, I'm okay if you are with giving him the benefit of the doubt on that, that he was referring oh, to. Oh no, he AR-4. made a mistake. Yeah. He 100% I, made a mistake. Yeah. And I was going to hit him a lot harder, but AR-14s are real. Are, are actually uh, real. So it's, yeah, no, I get it. It's kind of hard to. But they're full auto, so they aren't allowed here. Oh, so there are. So he, yeah, no, he was talking about the AR-15. Like, let's he be was. clear. He let's was. be clear. He was talking about the oh. AR-15. But so he said some interesting stuff there. It started with the part that you really can't hear. It started with the firefighter basically saying, you know, you know, uh, why did you make these comments about you're going to take away our guns and take away our ammunition or something like that? And he says, you're full of shit. And immediately his campaign team just tried. They're like, "Uh oh, here it here it comes. You know, hopefully he doesn't try to sniff them next. And so they come in, <laughs> they come in and Joe goes, no, sh- shush. He shushes his female aide, which is just, it's just, That's, uh, but he shushes, that is pure Joe Biden there. So he shushes his, his female aide and then he, uh, he proceeds to dig deeper and he says, uh, what does he say? Oh, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, you know, uh, let's talk about, I love the second amendment and you know, with the second amendment, you can't, uh, you can't yell fire in a hallway or something like that yeah he was saying um you can't yell fire in a hallway. like i I watched that video earlier today but you could not hear that at all from yeah i I read a transcript in retrospect i probably should have like put little captions or whatever but he said yeah you uh you can't yell fire in a hallway and then he says you know my whole family we're all hunters we have 20 gauges and 12 gauges um uh you can't have a gun they said he can't have a gun and then he said, "I'm not. I'm not taking your gun." And then the guy said, "You just said that I can't have you, that. You can't. I can't have a gun. I didn't say that. I didn't I say that. I never said that, man. I never said, said that, man. I never said that." And he says, "Well, there's a viral video of you saying you're going to take the gun." And he goes, "Oh, you mean like all the other viral videos that they put out that I didn't say the thing, or I didn't say?" And then he says, "No, it's your voice. You said it." And I'm sure those other videos hits his voice too. Um, but uh, so the I know which video he's talking about there. The one the where they make it look he, like he endorsed Trump or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that one because there yeah. is another part to that sentence that's of edit, course. that they edited out. Of course, but yeah, that that's that is what he is referring to when he says that. But he's man, you you said everything. That is the one, like, I don't understand why they did that, because you don't need to do that with him. He makes so many mistakes on his own. This is going to be a debate between two men who can't really string a good sentence together. It's going to be great. And then they're going to make stuff up. It's going to be, like, if you've got, like, and I don't want to name them, but I have them in my family, two boomer relatives that like like to argue with each other and they can't really like articulate how they feel but it's not positive and it just breaks down to them calling each other rat bastards over and over again and making up things and like oh i could have kicked that guy's ass i'd have killed that guy like you know it, i mean like it just devolves into nonsense it's like two toddlers that's what it's, this debate will be like 
it's going to be a lot of, um, I didn't say that, man. Wrong. I didn't say that, man. Wrong. <laughs> I didn't say that, man. That's Wrong. Yep. Like that's, that's what the debate is going to be. That's And I accurate. am so excited for it. I, I'm not not excited. And then especially if we can get vermin on there, that'll just... <laughs> It'll be like really, I can die at that point. After that, I'll be like, "All right, time to die." Legitimately, yeah. Vermin is the only one there that can string together that's a coherent sentence. We actually tweeted that the campaign said, "You know, picture if you will, Joe Biden, uh, Donald Trump, and Vermin Supreme on a debate stage, and the man with the boot on his head is the only one able to form a full sentence." And <laughs> like, like, can you like imagine him looking like the reasonable one with the boot on his head, looking clearly? Like the only one who has any sense up there. I just, this could be our time, America. Like this could be, this could be our moment. So, uh, so that happened. But uh, really that's the only bad news he's had because it just keeps getting better from there. Uh, Like what happened in California, right, Matt? Yeah. So as of yesterday... When did you pull that picture? Like yeah, okay, still at, 20 still, minutes ago. Yeah, 50 cool. 20, All right, so we're still at 94% ago. reporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so as of today with 94% reporting, Bernie's holding on to a 300,000 vote lead uh, with the delegates totaling 186 for Bernie and 150 for Biden, who made a jump since uh, I made these notes. And there are still roughly 3 million votes to be counted in the state. Because as we recall from all of us who tuned in last week, California does it where you have to mail in your ballot by by primary day. So there is still, it's California and it's the U.S. Postal Service. So there is a good chance that they still haven't gotten all of the ballots in. Yeah, there's now, like t- there's like 20 days left in the deadline for them to to count or something. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. California does not have an election day for primaries. They have a primary month. Right. And they have an election they, timeline, like election deadline that you have to get it in by and then and then after that what I found out earlier, uh I found out yesterday, Washington state does not have open ballots like a place where you go and you vote. Everything yeah. is milling. I did not know that until yep. uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, and the, so, and the people of Washington love it. They say how convenient it is. They get their ballot like way in advance. They have till whatever, like they can, they can, you know, fill it out at their leisure. They just mail it in. Supposedly it saves a fortune, not having to have these polling locations. It's better for people that, you know, have to work, you know, all the time and aren't able to take that day off. Like they say it's far superior. Um, so it's very interesting. Yeah, so so that'll be uh, another fun one. Really uh, quick on this, when we go over election stuff as it's coming in, we're not going to do Washington because um, that's just pointless. Because they're not. Uh, know. And also, yeah. uh, Biden won Missouri and Mississippi already, <laughs> so he just keeps rolling at this point. There, it doesn't look like anything is stopping the Biden no. train. No. No, we, Joe. Met we are in get, full yeah, Joe Mentum. Michigan in a second, but Joe Mentum is real. Yeah, Joe Mentum is very real. Joe Mentum is very, very real. Uh, speaking of something real, something very real. Chuck sure. Schumer, Matt, Chuck Schumer. really re- is a real person, and he really <laughs> did a thing too. He really did a thing. 
Um, do we want to queue it up or do you just want to play it for the fun? Uh, yeah, let's just play it. This is the thing that Chuck Schumer did. Republican legislatures are waging a war on women, all women, and they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, Mm. you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. So this was Chuck Schumer at a rally out in front of the Supreme Court um, during their they're making a decision on a on the abortion case that we actually spoke about last week, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So last week, so you have to watch the entire last show to find <laughs> out what it was. Yeah. No, the abortion case was uh, basically they're deciding um, whether oh what is it, Matt? They're deciding the uh, there were two main things, but it, one was whether states can uh, require um uh abortion doctors to have abortion providers to have hospital admitting privileges which a lot of hospitals won't do um mm. and then the other case was whether third parties can f- have cause to file um file lawsuits isn't that correct too so yeah it is the the louisiana law was written up so that abortion doctors would need admitting privileges Right. Uh, within a hospital within 30 miles. Um, and that is what's being challenged because a lot of a lot of hospitals in Louisiana will not give abortion doctors admitting privileges. Right, right. Um, and then the other half of that was can third parties such as abortion providers sue or challenge a law because they are a third party in this. They aren't the people who are directly being affected, which would be the patients. It would have Uh, to be the actual patients who wanted to get abortions that weren't able to. Right. Right. And so those are the two things that are kind of on the table with this uh, Supreme court case. And it's, I think all arguments have been made and now the Supreme court is trying to decide. I was hoping that they would have decided by today, but they failed us once again. (laughs) stop taking forever to make decisions or else you're gonna pay the consequences gorsuch and kavanaugh um so he so he did this thing he 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 said this statement and then um chief justice uh john roberts uh, uh wrote a statement where he said among other things threatening statements of this sort from the highest levels of government are not only inappropriate they are dangerous and now uh supreme uh schumer tried to clarify now again we listened to it he said gorsuch and kavanaugh and then he pointed to pay the price he pointed in their direction yeah he pointed at hey you in that building there you're gonna pay the price reap the whirlwind or whatever he said he then said upon further reflection (laughs) my point was that there would be political consequences political consequences for president trump and Senate Republicans, if the Supreme Court, with the newly confirmed justices, stripped away a woman's right to choose, of course I didn't intend to suggest anything other than political and public opinion consequences for the Supreme Court, and it is a gross distortion to imply otherwise. Can we play That's, that video one more time? Yeah, let's play that video again and, and, and witness Chuck Schumer threatening only political consequences to uh, President to, Trump, to and President Trump Republicans. and Senate Republicans. Right. Let's listen for those names. 
Republican legislatures are waging a war on women, all women. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, uh -oh. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, mm. you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. I don't know, Matt. You know, that's almost a coin flip could go either way, but I think more times... More times than not, I'm going to say he was threatening Gorsuch and Kavanaugh more so. By name. Than, by name. By name. By yes, name. especially because yeah. he brought their names into it, as opposed to saying to every Senate Republican who approved Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Yeah. Just. No, I, I, I don't think he was threatening to murder them. Like, I mean, let's be clear. I don't think this was a threat of their I, life or anything like that. I don't uh, think he was threatening. I don't think he was personally threatening them. But however people hear it is however yeah, people that's hear true. it. That's true. That is true. And I mean, it speaks to what happens with these, you know, these, these systems of government where people are forced into competing camps with each other and feel like, you know, the people in the other camp are an existential threat to them. Uh, you end up with people, you know, shooting up abortion clinics or people shooting up, uh, you know, you know, political centers, or you had the uh, uh, the guy who shot up the baseball game with the congressman. So I mean, it, you know, this is what happens. You get people that are so hyped up that you know something's got to stop, or you know, that the the government, you know, th this one part of the government is going to you know destroy everything from you if you don't protect them from this part of you know protect this part of government from them. Um, it's a problem. So, uh, so yeah, I I. It was definitely a threat. It was, and I guess you could you could conceivably say it was a threat, a, a bit of a a dog whistle threat that you know, if you don't do what we say, bad things could happen to you. Not necessarily from us, but from people who are upset about that. Right. You could also say, I mean, there's there's this is some standard plausible deniability stuff. Like you know, he he can he can make that kind of inflammatory statement and then make this other statement of you know how dare you suggest that i was saying anything other than political consequences against people i did not name against yeah against people whose names never came up yeah now he did mention republican legislatures he did mention um he did. that he did not mention um that the congress uh that the house uh is a democratic le legislature at this at this moment um that's interesting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so we don't have any, a, a ruling on that. We were really hoping to have a ruling on that looking like maybe next week. Maybe. Probably next week. Probably, Probably next week. It's, it's looking like it'll be next week. I've been following this, that one pretty closely. This isn't going to be the one, one of these ones where we find out at like the end of June, right before they recess are is it? I don't think so. I don't it's, I hope not. It, it's been one of the uh, top ones if you Google Supreme Court cases. Like, people are very interested in this. Hmm. Um, I, I feel that they will give us a ruling, and they still have a few more that they need to hear. So, I think, I think we're going to get a ruling on this one decently soon, but I 
honestly have not ever been great at uh, predicting the Supreme Court. That's one we haven't been the best at. We've been kind of like we we've we we've been I think better than even, but we haven't been our usual, you know, Nostradamusy selves when it comes right. to that. Um, so we have some comments here. Uh, Joe Swiggett says deliberately obscure. Yeah, it's it's you know, kind of wink wink nudge nudge type of stuff. Um, Chris Reynolds says Matt's background looks less interesting than usual. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get now your background's looking like mine. I know it's and that's it's unacceptable. Like seamless and it's we'll it, have to it, get you like a little like cork board that just stands up on like a tripod or something behind you that you can put some stuff on. Yeah, like I'm thinking just a green screen, and then I can put whatever I want back there. Oh, that'd be good too. Don't yeah. try to outshine because then I got to get a green screen and it'll be like planets and stuff. I'm just gonna do like an underwater sea adventure constantly going. <laughs> it's just me with a beige accent when <laughs> accent uh, wall behind me. Um, that's funny. Um, Jason said. They're planning to flood, quote unquote, the Supreme Court when the next Dem president comes into office. That's definitely it. Non-top fan, Jason Lyon. No, that's right. Non-top fan, Jason Lyon. Non-top fan. Um, Jason Lyon uh, made a comment about my, quote unquote, mustache earlier. Um, At least I don't straighten it. That's all I've got got to say about that. Well, yeah. You're cultivating quite a thing there, Matt. I, well, yeah, I've been moving, so my razors are all packed up somewhere. I don't know where they are. You'll find them. Yeah, I hope. I believe in you. I believe in you. And speaking of believing in someone, that's a terrible segue for this. That is an awful segue for I, this. Speaking of believing in someone, I believe that these someones did. I, let's come up with something else. Speaking of... And speaking of believing in someone, the police believed that this someone committed Ooh. a crime. <laughs> oh, wow. That's actually possibly worse than anything I could have come up with. Um, right. So <laughs> this is a frightening, seriously, this is a frightening, is- frightening case out of out of Florida, Matt. Um, so this started with a guy named Zachary McCoy, uh, McCoy that was informed due to a geofence warrant that this guy, Zachary McCoy was a suspect in a robbery, Matt. He was actually the lead suspect. This guy. Yeah, that guy. That guy this guy there. definitely robbed them. So tell yeah. us about this, Matt. So a geofence warrant, for anybody who doesn't know, is a police surveillance tool that casts a virtual dragnet over crime scenes sweeping up Google location data drawn from users' GPS, uh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and cellular connections from everybody in that area. Everybody in the area. Now, I know what you're thinking, guys. How could that possibly go poorly? Right. So while uh, young Zachary McCoy, probably not that young, Actually, I know how old he is. He's not that young. Uh, well, Zach McCoy, right. Sir Sir McCoy, uh, Sir was McCoy. using the app Runkeeper, which that was an app that I used to use before I paid for a gym membership that I don't use now. Um, clocked that 
That's interesting factoid there. It's fun. Yeah. I just like to give money to a gym that I don't go to. Um, As do most members. That's true. But while using the uh, app RunKeeper, he clocked that he went by the victim's house, the victim of this robbery, three times on the day of the robbery while biking his normal route near his house. Okay. So the police... So that made uh, him the lead suspect? Yeah, that made him the lead suspect. That sounds like we don't really have many good leads. Yeah, that's what that's that sounds like. That sounds like, like. yep. Um, so the Gainesville police demanded the info from Google, who gave them the location data of everybody who was by that house, thanks to the geofencing warrant. Hmm. And Google actually emailed Zachary, and they said, hey, just so you know, we had to give this information up, and the only way for you to stop it is if you complain. Like, you have to file something, and you have to file a motion in court to stop it. Like, we can't do anything. So they had, but they had a warrant, but this warrant is basically for everything in that area. Right. As opposed to, like, a specific, like, a specific person or something that they have some kind of reasonable suspicion. Instead, they said... We want to find out about everything about anyone that was in this area. And guys, right. if you if you've ever turn on Google Maps sometimes when you're just in your house, and if you keep it on and and, and watch it and keep pressing the update my location, it will move like a lot. Usually, it stays within a few meters. Every once in a while, it'll move quite a bit, and all that data is being tracked as being in that general area. Right. So. I'm going to tell you right now, if they say, especially in like a metro area that has a lot of people in it, I I don't know much about this specific area that it was in. Yeah, Gainesville is, it's a metro area, but it's not like a New York or... It's not like urban. Yeah, yeah, it's not like Miami or even St. Pete. It's going to be much more spread out, more uh, colonial, I think would be the best way to put that. But even even in a suburban area... If you're saying, okay, we want anything within a, you know, however many blocks, it's going to spread out much further than that. So they're basically getting all of the data that is on your phone in like probably like a, almost like a square mile radius and you didn't do anything and they're going to get a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with the case. And what do you want to bet they're going to find a way for it to be actionable if it if they can find that maybe it's criminal or it you know violated some bylaw or something like that? Like yeah, this bet. is a this is a scary scary thing. And it, I know what you're thinking. Well, good. At least they caught the crook, right, Matt? Right. That's what that's what one would think. Except no, they didn't. Mm. Uh, McCoy, Sir Zachary, uh, Sir Zachary, he borrowed money from his parents because okay, so he had actually just gotten his associates in computer science just started a job didn't have a lot of money um rode his bike everywhere uh and because he didn't have a lot of money and so he uh went to his parents and borrowed money to get a lawyer because he was really scared about the notification that google gave him right uh so he hired a lawyer and uh i left out a bunch of the story so i'm gonna try to remember it um because I thought this was going to be a really short segment, but I feel like almost every step in this is important. Um, right. So the lawyer started fighting it. 
They said, yes, he is our lead suspect because he went by there three times that day. Shows that he was casing the joint, whatever. Um, And they had nothing else. So the lawyer was fighting it. The lawyer does end up getting the charges eventually dropped. Good. Which was good. That is good. good. That is good. But I don't know if they, like, they didn't say if they ever caught the guy that did it. That was the part that I was a little saddened by but yeah that's unfortunate <laughs> at least, yeah at least zachary mccoy was not at least zachary uh mccoy did not go to jail for this unlike unlike uh jorge molina out of arizona jorge molina who incidentally if you look up jorge molina i don't know if this guy's a model or what's going on but he has a ton of like really nice high quality like introspective art looking i don't know much of maybe you can tell me about him but um uh i wish that more people that we covered on the show had like top quality photos like this like i was hoping there was more about jorge with this just so i could have more photos like this for the show um so yeah so jorge molina ends up getting arrested he was arrested uh due to the same geofencing warrant techniques uh but the results were not the same as what happened with Zachary. Um, he was arrested for murder. He was arrested for murder and held in jail for over a week before they released him when they realized that oh they had no case against him. Goodness. And somebody else actually committed the murder. So this was a completely unrelated case, obviously. Right. This is Arizona and Florida. Um, so is this, this is what, a two, oh for 2, or they're just not telling us about the other times this is being used? not telling us about the other times this is okay. being used right. um sadly i the guy who did commit uh the de- guy that did commit the murder knew mm-hmm. jorge and borrowed his car to go do it and jorge's phone oh. was in the car um but he had no way of knowing like he had no way of knowing that he went by that area all the time so it was like yeah no i, I was probably there um but uh, yeah, so he ended up being arrested for murder. But no matter what, geofencing warrants. This is like, it's a privacy nightmare that we yeah. are all like we are all dealing with it every day. Like there is no way to really know if your information has if you're come swept up, up in, in it. Yeah, yeah, right. There is no way to know. They could request more information on you personally, maybe, and that's maybe how Zachary McCoy found out. Right. But you may have come up in a geofencing warrant at some point and they looked at everywhere that you've been and every single day, if every single day we carry around these things these, yep. and they tell everybody they tell on you, they tell on you, they tell everybody where you're at. You walk around with a dry snitch all day long, all day long, who not only all has not only has your gps data it's got a front camera and a back camera so if you got it out and a microphone it sees in a microphone it sees you and what you're looking at and what you have to say about it and what anybody else around you has and what anyone else has to say about it like it is you know it's like the memes where they say you know uh people that would say uh, oh, you're, they're gonna have spies in your homes in the in the eighty, you know, uh, 
government uh uh you know drones in your in your homes listening to everything that you say government bugs in your home and people go oh that's crazy and now we go government bug you know pull up a a, a recipe for you know for cheesecake or whatever like it, it it's we're so like we're talking about it but yet we're still going to keep doing it cuz we're just yeah. so married to these things now they're like an extension of us oh, and yeah. there are many good things about it like I, I'm constantly looking things up for knowledge and I don't yeah. have to worry about retaining it as much because I can just get it anytime I want. I can either save it on my phone or just go back it's online, actually, wherever it is. Like it's actually kind of a problem. That's also a problem, but it's, but it's, I mean, it's very helpful. It's, it's an incredible tool. We are arguably already becoming cyborgs because it's not attached to us yet, but we're like really, really, really emotionally tied to we're these attached things. Attached to it. <laughs> We're attached. Like, take it you away from your someone phone at home. Yeah, your heart. Like, yeah, like tell you, tell you feel uncomfortable. Tell someone they can't use their phone. Take a phone from someone for like a day, and see how they react. Like, this is a serious. This is a serious thing. Where um, and 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 it's it's snitching on you the whole time, and so they can grab this stuff. You have no idea how many times the police looked at all your stuff. Hopefully yep. Google lets you know at least. I yeah, hope that that I, wasn't a, a, a an outlier. Yeah, and again, I don't know if that was an outlier. I just know that Google let him know that they were looking at him, that the police oh. were looking at him, and that freaked him out. I hope under understandably because he yeah. hadn't committed a crime. That would that would be alarming to many. Yeah, I mean that's freaking and crazy. I mean, like I could not imagine being Chris Reynolds saying that nobody wants my information, so I'm probably okay. But let's say I'm not okay. Like I do lead a pretty boring life. I go between wherever I am living to a kava bar to Chris's office where he uses Siri a lot to <laughs> a kava bar. Oh, they know where then, you are. Yeah, I think they, they can figure that out really easily. Um but like if i get accused of a crime that i committed i can live with it i'm going to be upset with myself yep. but i can live with the fact that it's happening however if i get accused of a crime that i had nothing to do with i i'd be pissed That's, like that, i that, would be pissed off and we're going to talk more about a, a case an extreme case of that at the end of the show so stay yeah. tuned for that one that's just beyond anything else. Uh, but no, I mean, imagine being in court fighting a charge that you know that you had nothing to do with, but they've got all this ridiculous circumstantial evidence and, you know, they're pressuring you to sign a piece of paper so you don't go to prison and, uh, and you know, you can go back and be free and not have to spend any more money on attorneys and you've got a jury staring you down and you've got a judge, you know, blocking any real good evidence that you have because they're they're incentivized to, to you know, to get as many cases through as possible and get as many convictions as possible. Um, I mean, that is a scary, scary setup. That is scary. Yeah, that is extremely frightening. So speaking of extremely frightening, the reality is what's going on? Matt Hicks just left a comment that you should... I'm not reading it out loud. 
<laughs> so speaking of things that are scary and I'm not going to read out. Well, I guess I am going to read this stuff out loud. Speaking of things that I am going to read out loud, but are scary. Uh, welcome to our, to muddied waters of freedoms. Not so super Tuesday coverage tonight. That's already started because Joe Biden already won Mississippi and Missouri. Right. And so Michigan just ended um, and early reports say that this is a landslide. Oh, wow. Um, oh, God. Now, that's early reports. Now, it does say the most recent uh, update says that Kent County, which is home to Graham Rapids, just uh, Bernie Sanders won that. And that's going to be one of the bigger ones in Michigan. Um, so what I'm seeing is with 21% reporting, Joe Biden is currently ahead 52% to 41%. Now, keeping in mind that, oh, and Michael Bloomberg's got 2.2%, Liz Warren... One percent, Pete Buttigieg, zero point eight percent, and Tulsi Gabbard, who's actually still in the race, zero point seven percent. Um, oh, and Amy Klobuchar, point four percent, Andrew Yang, point one, and then after that, oh, Marianne Williamson, point hey. one. Yeah, Marianne Williamson, who today released a coronavirus meditation. Did she? To. Yeah fight the coronavirus if i had known that i would have pulled that i would have too uh, i worry i should have um and i love how she worded it she said here's a coronavirus meditations and the haters will hate it she at least is self-conscious she at least is aware of how that would be re- received now, by many the new york times has already called michigan for biden just yeah let you know just um, just, just updated again 31 percent reporting Joe Biden now at 52. So it's going up. He's now at 53.1% to Bernie Sanders, 41.2%. Michael Bloomberg has lost 0.2%. He is now at 2%. And Liz Warren lost 0.1%. She is now at 0.9%. So a lot of people, uh, a lot of Bernie bras, the Bernie brethren, uh, the Bernie brethren out there, they were very they were hinging a lot on Michigan. And if you were paying attention to anything since you last saw these two beautiful, whoops, other side, these two beautiful faces, where's my finger? There it is. Everything's moved on me here. It's weird. Um, Since you last saw these two beautiful uh, faces, everybody was saying that. That one. Yeah. That's good. These, these faces. Um, A lot of the Bernie people, they were hinging a lot on Michigan. Because back in 2016, he won it. Yeah, he he won it, but he was up or he was down in the polls by 31 the day before. Yep. So everybody thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win it, and she was just going to keep steamrolling through. This time he was down by 25. A lot of people were saying, "Yes, this is going to be a lot like it was in 2016." Made a lot of sense. Yeah, made a it, lot of sense. It, but- it's it, it was a legitimate potential thing because a. It happened before, and B, Joe Biden's newsiest thing that happened in 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 Michigan was that he he screamed at a construction worker. So, 
But that's always the newsiest thing about Joe Biden is some stupid, terrible thing he did. That is always the newsiest thing about Joe Biden. Like, when was the last thing something newsy about Joe Biden was, like, this great thing? Like, he said some, you know, fantastic thing, or he did some amazing thing. It's always something stupid that he did, and it's every week. So anyway, I could see why they would want that. Turns out, yep, no, that he's... no, that didn't... He's... He's, this is, Joe Biden is, I mean, at this point, they're saying he's going to get the majority of delegates, right? Like that, I mean, this isn't even going to be yeah. contested or, yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, it, it it still could. Okay. But that's only if somebody puts their name in last minute at the convention. Even only if he gets the majority of delegates? Even if you so, even if you've gone out and campaigned, you can put your name in at the beginning of convention. I I researched it a little bit further, and you can do that. You can just announce from the floor that you're running. Wait, wait. If he already got nineteen hundred and ninety-two or ninety-one delegates or whatever, isn't that all? It doesn't no, matter because he's already no. Because delegates can vote for whoever they want. It's just they. It's very electoral college where the delegates are given to the people who get the most amount uh, percentage-wise of the votes, but right. the delegates don't have to vote that way. Oh, I thought they were bound. I thought they were, like, legally bound. Not uh, – I mean, each state – each party makes up their own rules, and apparently uh... not. Now, a lot of people have been kind of wondering about what happened with Bernie Sanders, and they were saying it's a DNC conspiracy. Which may be partially. Yeah. Not gonna I mean, not gonna rule it out. But the truth of the matter is Bernie's base is young. Yes. And depending and depending on which state vote that voted on Super Tuesday, the mm-hmm statistics of them coming out were nine to 18 percent nine percent in some states that bernie's main demographic didn't show up to vote 91 percent of them did not come out in certain states yeah well it ain't because they're voting for trump well, I mean, some are, but it's not because, you know, 91% are, wow. Yeah. Boomers vote. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. It's f- between 5 and 19%. Eee. So there were certain states that 95% of the 18 to 29 or whatever it is, uh, that demographic didn't show show up. Guys, you wonder why politicians say things that are mind-bogglingly stupid. And I'm not talking about Joe Biden saying, oh, you can't yell fire and that's why you're a machine gun. Like, I'm talking about where they're, like, articulating policies that are just stupid. And they're saying the stupidest, most pandery garbage. And you think, what kind of boomer nonsense is this? Yep. You've answered your own question. 
It's because you don't go out to vote. It's because the boomers vote. People talk about the black vote or the Hispanic vote or the Which whatever. Bernie is doing really well with the Hispanic vote, and he's doing yeah. really well with the black vote under the age of 40. Yeah. Anything over that, he's doing awful. Yeah. And Biden is killing it. Like in some areas, Biden was getting like 65% of the yeah. black vote over 40. Because that's who came out to vote. It's almost, it's a shame, Matt, that there haven't been two extremely talented and breathtakingly attractive gentlemen who had a show, a podcast, if you will, uh, who had been saying since the beginning of 2019, possibly even the end of 2018, that Joe Biden was going to win the Democratic nomination on the strength of the fact that boomers vote in a block, they don't pay attention to -to day-to-day news cycles for the most part, and Joe Biden was Barack Obama's vice president and therefore would have the greatest name recognition when they show up and decide essentially on the spot who they'd like to be the next president. It's a real shame no one's been saying that repeatedly. You kind of wish that you had somebody with that kind of foresight out there telling you what was going to happen. Perhaps a Jew in South Carolina and a, a, a wasp in Tampa Bay area. A wasp? You're, you're, you're a wasp? I'm not Protestant. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, fine. A, a wasa. If only there had been, if only, (laughs) you'd rather be a wasa? If if, if only two gentlemen, maybe that resemble who you're looking at now, had been saying that this is exactly what was going to happen during all of the fanfare of Kamala mania and, well, there never was Corey mania. There wasn't Corey mania. Wow. We had Buttigieg mania and we didn't have Corey mania. (laughs) Holy hell. We even had a mild, very brief Betomania. Yeah. But no Corey May. All of no, these different Corey. things and oh, Cop Mala, she she ended his she canceled him with her talk about being the uh, the black Second girl that, that he kept off the bus himself. All of that which was a lie. All of that. All yes. of that. We have consistently said That if we're correct, Joe Biden is going to get the nomination. As recently as the New Hampshire primaries. Where it was now, who's going to win between Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg? And I even said it was possible. It was possible that Joe Biden was going to lose so much momentum having waited for South Carolina. That he was not, you know, that he just couldn't, he couldn't get it back. And, And plus, who can anticipate him being... You know, uh, 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 um, devolving or, or falling apart, you know, in real time in front in of us, time. like that badly. Like who who could have anticipated that two years ago? And then we saw the polls coming out of South Carolina, and immediately said, "Yep, yeah, no, everything we've been saying for the last year and a half that's okay. still going to happen." Yeah, we we have called this from the beginning, and. We will continue to call it correctly. 
<laughs> name recognition, boomer votes, and uh, and the fact that, yes, the DNC wanted Joe Biden. They've always wanted Joe Biden. When Joe Biden started looking bad, all of a sudden they pushed Pete Buttigieg. All of a sudden they pushed, uh, 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 you know, even tried Klobuchar, push whatever they could. Do you know why the whole shadow app thing happened in Iowa? It wasn't because they thought Pete Buttigieg was going to be your next president. And so they were going to try to win it for him. It was so that they could do anything to obfuscate any kind of, of, of narrative about Bernie Mentum about Bernie Sanders getting momentum and becoming the inevitable candidate. Because if he had swept in Iowa and New Hampshire and Nevada, it would have been a lot stronger of a story that, you know, is he going to win in South Carolina? So they did everything they could. All of a sudden, one of the wealthiest men on earth showed up to say, I'm going to, I decided after the filing date for all of the early states that I'd like to be a president because suddenly I'm like really bad with about timing after being able to start a, multi-billion dollar business from scratch now i'd suck at and you know getting stuff the in mayor and becoming the mayor of the freaking most populous state in in the in the west but i but i miss some filings because i'm just such a klutz and 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 i'm gonna spend 500 million dollars mostly attacking bernie sanders yeah and then i'm gonna drop out and endorse joe biden So with so, <laughs> so, so uh, well, Bernie Sanders does have a slight lead in the polls in Washington, Idaho, and North Dakota, but margins are very slim. Are those and, uh, are those and, other states that are that are doing their primaries today? Yeah, today. Okay, Washington, Idaho, North Dakota. Yeah, those are the other three. Uh, okay. Biden so far is three and zero on the day. Uh, the primaries. The polls, the margins in those states are very slim, and it all comes down, all of it comes down to how much of the youth shows up. In Idaho, North Dakota, North Dakota, and Washington. Washington. Now, Washington, we're not going to know. Right. Washington, we're not going to know. That's not going to happen today. Right. So what I'm seeing is, are you going by exit polls? Because there's no vote counts yet in Idaho or or Washington. Well, no, those are those those are just the poll like the polls on Okay, so these, so these polls haven't, haven't even closed, closed yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, All they right. still haven't closed. They close at ten, uh, 10 o'clock our time, I think. Wow. So, so, yeah, so it turns out, guys, um if you're supporting a political candidate and you want them to win, got to vote for them. Yeah, you got to show up on election day. And if you're, I need my job kind of person, they can't, I don't think they can fire you for voting. Yeah, I think it's like federal law that, that you can't, they can't actually require, like they can't give you a hard time about it. But I mean, so they'll give you a hard time about something else. This this speaks to why, you know, the, the, the case for like Washington saying, um, you know, that, that you just mail it in. We'll send them out to everyone and then you just mail it in at your leisure. Right. Because this really and, does hurt the poor, the working poor, and, and the youth. It helps middle and upper middle class boomers and retirees who right. have all day long to wait in a, in, a, in a polling place. Why not? So. Um, yeah. 
I, uh, Idaho and North Dakota haven't closed yet, and like I, and we won't know. Uh, results expected around eleven o'clock for okay. Idaho. And okay. I don't plan on being on the air. At 11 I definitely do not plan on being on the air. But here's like like you said, Michigan was the big one today. Yeah, 125 electoral votes in that one. Who was going to win Michigan? Joe Biden won it convincingly. Convincingly. And the media narrative's going to be that. Washington's yeah. not going to factor in. Idaho and whatever, North Dakota aren't going to factor in. Because, yeah. I mean, look at it. If you look at the delegate count uh, right now, it still looks like it's a competitive race, right? Like, it still looks like it's, you know, Joe Biden's got 715. Bernie Sanders got 584. But you have to look at the narrative that's being crafted. That Joe Biden is the people's candidate. He is the inevitable one. He's got the boomers. He's got black voters, which essentially just means he has old voters. He has voters that are all that are all older than us. He's got that locked down, and they show up and vote as a block, regardless of color. That's a big one for people to remember. In the primaries, pe- people boomers vote as a block, regardless of color. And we're seeing that. That's how Obama won. Obama convinced boomers that he was better than Hillary. And that was the end of that. And it took him a while to do that. It did. It helped with... um, It helped that uh, Ted Kennedy came out shortly after he won South Carolina. Which, of course, he was going to win South Carolina. Of course, he was going to win South Carolina. Um, South Carolina's... Go ahead. What's up? No, I was going to say South Carolina's uh, uh, Democrat voters are like 60% black. And Barack Obama was presenting, was presented as, and obviously presented correctly, as the first black candidate for president who actually had a shot of doing it. Um, And so that was not something that, that, you know, black voters in a former Jim Crow state were going to give up an opportunity on. And, um, and so that was, and then after that, like you said, uh, Ted Kennedy endorsed him, that got him the, the, the white boomers. And that was the end of that. And that was the end of it. That was, that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was still a really close election. A lot of that had to do with, uh, uh what was that called? Operation chaos with, re- with Republicans voting for Hillary to try to keep it close. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, um, uh, there were a couple of states that Hillary pulled out because of operation chaos. Did I freeze? No. Uh, um, you froze a little bit, okay. but we don't have any drop frames. So that, that must be on your end. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm certain it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that, that, uh, so that's what's happening on our, not so super Not Tuesday. Super Tuesday. <laughs> but here's something that is so super. Do we have Chris? We have anything from Chris? Yeah, we, yeah, we got we got a couple from. Okay, uh, and that would be the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment, uh, where Chris Reynolds and any of you could do it too if you wanted to. I don't know why you don't. Uh, any of you, <laughs> like literally, you'll be like, on the you show. Just literally, can be on the show if you want. Just leave us a message by going to anchor. Dot FM slash Muddy Waters. Yeah. And if anybody out there wants a uh, Chris Reynolds law shirt autographed by me, let me know. 
and send me money. <laughs> and we'll do that. And we'll do that. I might yeah, even so, get Chris to sign it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get for extra money, we'll get Chris to sign it too. Right. If you're feeling froggy, you have it sent up to me, I'll sign it. We'll we'll auction it off. Um, so here's the first message from uh, Chris Reynolds. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your AOC Millennial Minute. We've got another slate, of course, of um, primaries, most notably Michigan. Most pundits are claiming that this is what they call, like to call make or break time for Bernie Sanders. Um, that if he does not win Michigan, um, he really doesn't have much of a viable chance. Obviously, Michigan is also um, a pretty important state for the general. Um, and so I got a couple questions. One, do you agree that this is kind of that make or break time for Bernie? Um, and uh, two, let's say he does not win Michigan. Um, what can we expect? Is, is it going to be similar to last time where he fights to the bitter end and things remain pretty de- divisive or uh, might the uh, Trump presidency have changed things and he concedes early. Thanks. So we're beyond make or break. I mean, so yeah, obvi- so obviously he didn't win Michigan. We've already kind of established that. Uh, right. Man. Florida is next week and they have a bunch of, I think they have the uh, third highest amount of delegates. And then New York is coming up in a week or two after that. Um, Bernie's not winning Florida. Yeah. A lot of the brethren in Florida believe he is, but uh, that's not happening. If he didn't win Michigan, if he didn't win Michigan, he's not going to win Florida. Right. Um, It's just not going to happen. So no matter what, like, yes, Michigan, I think was make or break for him. I think he needed to win Michigan. He needed to have a strong showing today. You knew he wasn't going to win uh, Mississippi. Missouri right. could have gone either way, but probably it was going to go like it looked like it was going to go to Biden. Uh, yeah. Michigan, he needed it. He Michigan was her was his make or break. Yeah, right. yeah. And yeah. now that it's over, his campaign is absolutely done. Yeah. Um, but. Okay, so his campaign has no chance of winning at this point, I would say. Yeah. As far as the second portion of that, will he go fight until the bitter end? Yes. Yes, he has to. That's his brand. That is, yeah, that is his brand. He will fight that all the way to the bit to the bitter end, up until he somehow ends up with a fourth house. I, I, you. Whatever happened last time, and he ended up with his third house. Uh, Biden will, they'll they'll make some deal at convention, or shortly before convention, and then they'll have to, yeah. And then Bernie will give him all of his delegates. And I was I was actually talking with a member of the Bernie brethren last night, and the Bernie people they are they are ride or die, yeah. They are Bernie, Bernie or bust. Yep, and that's that's it like and he know he was talking to me about uh, a couple of different bernie supporters 
including himself. And he's in, he said that he would not vote for Biden and he would not vote for Trump, but instead they're going to vote for whichever third party has the best chance of getting 5%, which would be spike. Um, and I, I think that you're that looking what, at, but I just like everyone to just take a moment. You're looking at potentially the third largest vote getter, maybe even the second largest vote getter in the next presidential and vice presidential election, maybe even the first. Definitely the third. Definitely the third. Definitely the third. Definitely getting the third. Possibly the second. Maybe even the winner. That's right. None of those things are illegal. It is not against the law for me to come in second or first. If we can get those 18 to 30-year-olds to vote. Yep. You learned your Uh, lesson. You have to come out and vote. You have to come out and vote. Very important. You learned it with Bernie. Demonstrate it with Vermin. You actually outnumber boomers. That's true. You are there are more of you than boomers. But they vote. Listen, if you want to be an you know an agorist and an anarchist and join me out in you know in in inner inner whatever. And and form our fine, but you don't get to be a democratic socialist and then not vote. That's true. That's a major component of democratic socialism is voting. You kind of have to do that. Yes, it's it's kind of in that contract that you sign when you become one. At birth. At birth. (laughs) It's part of the social contract. You have to, like, you don't right. get to be a, a you, you don't get to want to vote for stuff and you then don't not. Get to complain if you don't vote. If you want to be a part of this, I vote for things to happen for me, you have to then do it. Right. You Boomers do vote. it. Boomers get the stuff they want. Social security is not going anywhere. Every other part of the federal government will be completely dissolved and replaced with a federal government that is nothing more than a bill-paying mechanism that steals money from you to give to your parents and grandparents because they vote. Yeah. Long after they are selling off... And the military. And the military. If boomers are voting... If it comes down to Social Security or the military, we will live in an era of unprecedented world peace. With the end of the, I'm telling, like, yes, and you know, all other things being equal, and the military. But I'm telling you right now, if Social Security and Medicare, if we say, uh, you know what, if uh, if we're gonna keep this, that will be done. The military. I'll, I'll tell you one. One group in this country that could completely end the military-industrial complex is boomers being told that it threatens their Social Security and Medicare. Because they vote. That's actually that's actually a really good point. <laughs> like, I know, <laughs> I know my family members mm-hmm. would never vote against the military outside of, like, me. Um, but... For a lot of them, you're a lot of boomers. They're gonna, they are definitely gonna 
choose social security over the military. I've been paying into it my whole life. I've been paying into it. That's my money. That's if my they money. Wanted, no, it's if not. they want to stop it for other people, that's fine. But they need to pay me back when I paid into it. Yeah. I have that conversation with libertarians who are boomers who will tell me, I give it. If they want to stop, that's fine. But they got to pay me back for my money I put into it. And I try to remind them. That most of the politicians that were in office, when they were working, are dead. They are dead now. So you are welcome to try to sue their estates and leave my money alone. I would welcome that. So, yeah, no, that's definitely... You, you, you know, you learned a powerful lesson, kids. So come out and vote for Vermin Supreme and me. But actually, like, do it. So, oh, yeah. So, no, Ver- Bernie's definitely Bernie's definitely not going to concede. Or he will fight. Especially now that I know that there's this potential that's not going to happen. Of, uh, of delegates, you know, faithless delegates choosing Bernie at the, you know, even though Biden got that with that. And that is a hundred percent not going to happen. Um, if that didn't happen for Trump, it's definitely not happening for Biden. But Bernie has to ride the optimism of his supporters before he ultimately endorses Biden. In fact, he even said in an interview a few days ago that he would endorse Biden if he if he if he if he won it right, or he would support Biden if he if he won the nomination. He did. Yeah, no, he he did say that. So so there's that, you know, because some people are like, you know, well, what if Joe Biden? So like the, you know, libertarians and anarchists, we talk about the boogaloo, um, the the version of that on the on the left side, especially like the democratic socialist side, is like the revolution, you know, the the the, the night of the guillotines, and that Bernie Sanders is going to call for this. He is one million percent not going to do that. He's going to endorse Joe Biden. He's going to give a couple of extremely lackluster appearances supporting him. And then he is going to go back to whatever number of houses he has at that point. <laughs> it'll be, it'll, it'll be four. It'll be at, I mean, he's definitely not losing any. He's, yeah. He's I not going to lose a house. It will probably be a net gain of one house. That historically is how it has worked. Firm and Supreme loves you. I love you. Uh, you have to vote for us. Um, so here is our here is our next our next one from uh, Chris Reynolds. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your celebrity corner. So um, one of the more pressing um, questions I think that most people want to know about um, has to do with obviously. Um, Wilford Brimley, um, and <laughs> the fact that he was 50 years old, uh, when he did Cocoon and, um, <laughs> of all the people who are now old enough to be in Cocoon and play that role, um, you know, actors such as, you know, Tom Cruise or I mean, these handsome actors, um, which one is the most shocking? Um, and I would love for Spike to tell me, especially uh, since he's he's pretty good with fashion and 
and Hollywood stuff. Which one is the most shocking revelation that this person is older than Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon? Do you want a list of those people? Uh. So just fine. So they're remaking Cocoon or this no, is just... No, they aren't. So... Because <laughs> I got thrown by the Wilford Brimley thing. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't ready. I thought it was going to be like like some kind of like Gilmore Girls reboot or like whatever. Like these are Chris's questions tend to be. Um. So can you hear me at least? Yeah, I can hear. I can hear you. I can hear you. So um, having a uh, Tom Cruise is 50 years old. Yes. Tom Cruise is 50 years old. Yes. He might be 51. And okay. he has two Mission Impossible movies coming out in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, still doing great action work. Uh, Liam Neeson, another guy. Uh, Wilford Brimley, when he starred in Cocoon. Was 50. Was 50. And he looks exactly the same today as right. he did when he was 50. Because he's been looking 80 for, <laughs> right, for 30 her. years. Right, right, right. Right. So... You've got people who are old enough to play in Cocoon as 50, being over 50, are Tom Cruise, Eddie Murphy, Michael Scott from The Office, whose name I just blanked on. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. um, Robert Downey Jr., Um, God, I had a whole list of these earlier. Today. Den- Denzel Washington. Like, yeah, Denzel, Denzel Washington's like sixty, I think. Like he's like, right. yeah. Um. Uh, hang on yeah, a second. He, uh, Denzel Washington, sixty-five years old. Where is it? that? Is incredible. No, that is. Um, well, Ellen's like sixty-two. No. Yeah, Ellen is at least sixty-one. Hold on. Sixty-two years old. She just turned sixty-two in January. Which is incredible to me. Um. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. Well, she looks great because she hasn't had to deal with some, you know, no good man. Right. That is. And she has a very attractive wife. She does. Uh, Now, she also had, um, what's her name before that? What was that crazy woman's name that she was with? Oh, uh, the I'm in, I'm out girl. Yeah, I'm, 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 I decided I'm not gay anymore. Um, Yeah. Uh, Anne Hesch. Yeah, Anne Hesh. Freaking nutbag. I bet she might regret that. <laughs> yeah, her career really went away. Well, um, and Ellen's a billionaire. And I'm just thinking out loud, guys. If you've already done it the few times, I feel like you can keep in it for the long haul. Now, I'm not gay and never have been. But if at some point I was gay... And I'm with someone who's looking like they might end up being a billionaire. And then I think, 
Hey, wait a minute. I'm not sure if I'm gay no more. Yeah, that was really I'm, poorly thought out on her. I part. might, I might, I might be able to stick it out. <laughs> so you've got Tom Cruise, George Clooney, Jim Carrey, Steve Carell, yeah, Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. Ricky Gervais, okay, Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. Matthew Ferris Bueller Broderick. There's a name. Woody Harrelson. Which one of those... Okay, let's do this in two ways. Which one's most shocking? Ellen scared her straight. Uh, yeah, which, which one is most shocking to be older than Wilford Brimley in Cocoon? And which one would play that role the best? So here's the thing. None of them... They don't shock me that they're older than 50. They shock me that Wilford Brimley was only 50 when he did that. He really yeah, no, nailed that, the part of really a... the most shocking he, part of that. He really nailed the part of being a man well into his 70s. Which explains why he has, you know... I experienced that movie as a child. I'm now a very grown man. And he still is occupying the same space in my, you know, I guess in my brain as this like perpetually old man. So, of course, he's 30 years older. And I doubt he's 110. (laughs) So. But honestly, if someone had told me, hey, you know, Wilford Renly's 100 years old, I would have been like, oh, wow, good for him. Like, I wouldn't have been shocked by that because that would have meant he was in 70 something when he. Did cocoon, so huh? So who would okay? So so the so it's, I'm having I'm experiencing less shock than existential dread at how <laughs> at at what what this means for me. My John mortality. Luke, John Luke Teske said that I'm a bit of a vampire myself, and this is only that's because I'm 20, um, forever, right. uh, 20 something. When we're doing this show. And however many years from now, mm. will I still look like I'm 20 or yeah. will I look like Wilford Brimley? And my hope is no. Your hope is no what? I don't look like Wilford Brimley. Okay. Or that I still look 20. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're, you're someone who is aging well. Thank you. I'm aging well externally. Yeah. My central nervous system and brain, not so much. Outside, I'm looking flawless. Well, and and my hair. I'm not liking this question from Chris anymore. Right. Let's, so, let's, let's go to the positive part. Who would play that role the best out of who you just said? Tom Cruise, George Clooney, Jim Carrey, Steve Carell. Eddie Murphy, Ricky Gervais, Hugh Grant, Matthew Broderick, Woody Harrelson. God, they all suck. <laughs> compared to Wilford Brimley? Yeah, compared to Wilford Brimley. He was made for that, for that role. role. Oh, man. um, Probably yeah. like one of the comedians, I would think. Or maybe Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is like a good actor. 
I see. I th- I th- I know we were, you're gonna go do one of your things, but I I I he nails roles that you kind of like wouldn't expect him to nail. For me, anyway. Do you know who would do the best? And I know he's not on there because he's like way older, but Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah, that yeah. But that's not really because he's well over fifty. Right. That that one that one's just way too obvious. Right. Like out of those, out of those, man, Woody Harrelson. I was just gonna say that Woody Harrelson. He would probably do the best with that. Easily, easily, he would be the best. Although, if you saw the movie Foxcatcher, Steve Carell potentially could pull that off. I was, and what I was going to say is, like, I'd go with more of the comedian types out of those people, right? And yeah, and Steve Carell, he's comedian. Steve so Carell, Jim Carrey's a, Luke, a good actor. He could maybe do that. Um, yeah, Carrie could do it. Eddie Murphy could. Eddie Murphy could do it. He could do it too. He'd just taken in a different direction, but yeah, right. he could do it. I, but I, I, I don't think like anybody Woody here Harrelson. couldn't do it. What's that? It would just be. A, there's nobody on this list that couldn't do it, but the question is, like, which direction would they take it in? Like, how how would they play it? Right. Like nobody right. would. Nobody would try to play it like Wilford Brimley because. That would be like trying to play Sam Spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to play it like that. You'd have to make it your own thing because right, no one's exactly. going to be able to do it. Bring honestly, if they're going to go that direction, just bring him back and do it again. Like, <laughs> like he'd be, you know, that would. I'd actually watch that. That would be good. Um, speaking of which, here's a scary one. You know, you know who's 55? Ralph Macchio, possibly. Hmm. John Leguizamo. Oh, that's terrifying. That dude, man, he ages well. He ages well, and where? what happened to apparently 20 years of my life? (laughs) Like, this is scary stuff happening on this show. I hate this question, like, a lot. Don't ask any more age questions, Chris. Like, this is not... I'm having an emotional moment. Don't do this to me. It's, Let's hear it. So, well, I, I'm sure the next one's going to be like, oh, you know, what do you what do you think about the fact that all of your ex's kids are in college? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> freaking hell! Oh Chris. god, that's actually kind of true for some. It's true for me. Um, Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your, your favorite segment. Your segment where we we ask spike um was he right or wrong um so um recently i think as recently as as last week um spike and probably matt as well um are are pretty strong in their contention that um the coronavirus is not something that we need to worry about um, that it's, you know, at most, you know, twice as deadly as the flu and it's really not a big deal. And this is a, just a, kind of a, a big fear mongering type of thing. Um, over the last week, things have kind of changed, it feels like, um, but I don't know. So um, as we ask in this 
question to Spike. Were you wrong or not? Thanks. I was wrong in terms of the virality of the thing. So initially, so when I first said this, this was when there were like 800 and something people that were confirmed as having it in China and 50 deaths. And there were like three people in the States that had it. What I said was based on the previous coronaviruses, which were SARS and MERS and I think that was it, SARS and MERS. Um, and based on that, I made some assumptions. Oh, based on that and the fact that this the fatality rate of this thing was roughly 2%, um, possibly a little bit lower. Uh, I thought, well, and that part I was right, that it's probably around 2%, probably lower. Um, I thought, well, then this is SARS minus because SARS spread the way it did and had uh, close to a 10% death rate. And I thought, well, maybe you guys should be washing your hands. Here's where I was not wrong, which I'd like to focus on. Um. You should be washing your hands. And you should probably be getting the flu shot, especially if you're older. And you're probably still going to die of heart disease. Like, all the basics I said were correct. Like, if you go and eat a bunch of comfort food because of your fear of coronavirus, you're just really working your way closer to what you're probably going to die of, statistically. Yeah. Um so th- that so I guess the basics of what I was trying to say, like go wash your damn hands and like you know like make your kids wash their hands and stop like making out with your pets. Like that's the kind of stuff that I was that 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 so that I I, I will say, I, I in the past few weeks we've seen that it is actually not just more virulent and easy to spread than SARS or MERS it's easier to spread than the flu. And I still contend that the de- that the fatality rate is considerably lower than we're being told. The reason I think it's considerably lower is because I think somewhere between 10 and 1,000 times as many people have it as we're being told. There is no way that only 700 people or 800 people or whatever it's up to now have it in the U.S. when they're only testing a relative handful of people every day. Like, they're not scaling it up. The countries that are doing widespread testing, like Italy and South Korea and China, have way more people with it than we're saying we have. And they haven't had as many people having it there as long as we have. There's way more. I think there's probably anywhere from ten and a hundred thousand Americans that already have it. Now, the good news of that is that the reason why we're not hearing it is because, for most people, they're going to experience pretty much what they did with the flu. In fact, if you're a kid, you're going to probably experience nothing. Kids who get it, I think there was one fatality of a child in 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 China. And they were already sick. So for kids, it's great. Now, the problem with that is the flip side of that is because they're not sick and staying home and kids are like the dirtiest people of all people, 
they're out why you know rapidly spreading it which is why they need to you know why why they're they have to end up shutting schools down and stuff like that because the kids go and they all get it and then they give it out to people who can get sick from it so all i'm trying to say is yes i was wrong in its virality i was not wrong in its in its deadliness um because it 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 looks like it's it's anywhere from two to 20 times more deadly than the flu, which still means that the vast, vast majority of people are not going to get going to die from it. Um, the elderly and people that are, are very sick, uh, uh, are more likely to die from it than the flu, especially the very elderly are like way more likely to die of it than, than they are from the flu. It's like, like a lot higher. Um, but, uh, uh, my overall, uh, sentiment that you should have already been washing your hands, and sanitizing your hands and like being mindful of disease that that already should have been happening. So no, I was not wrong, Chris. I was right. And don't ask me about people's ages ever again. Are you back? Uh, Ralph Macchio is now than Pat Morita was when I did karate um that's terrible i don't want to hear any of this anymore matt fair um (laughs) is there another one i don't even know if there's another one no that was it okay that was it and if there wasn't i would that would still be it no there there that was it (laughs) um so we're going to be ending on a topic, and I guess we'll do an update in a bit on... Well, we can go ahead and do an update now. Michigan primary. I actually switched off of that page so I could find the Wilford Brimley thing. Yeah, so so Joe Biden's lead is growing in Michigan, so it's it's over. Um, it's over. Oh, yeah, um, no, it's... It's over, over. And then... Um, he already won Mississippi, and the other ones we're not going to find out uh, while the show's still going. So yeah, so that's that was fun. That was fun. So this topic is infuriating. Infuriating. This is basically about the worst thing government can do to someone. Right. Like murder them and hold them hostage for years and torture them by letting them know they're going to get murdered very, you know, at later on and hold them hostage in the meantime. We're talking about a case call of uh, a man named Nathaniel Woods, Nate Woods, who was killed on the 5th, which was uh Thursday, this past Thursday. He was killed at 9:01 p.m. Alabama, the state of Alabama executed this man, Nate Woods. Who had not killed anyone. And they don't dispute that, Matt. They do not. They do not dispute that even a little bit. So back in 2004, uh, Nate uh, had a drug problem. And he did sell drugs to make money and feed his habit. Which is very common. Very common. When they talk about drug dealers... You know, we picture, you know, like on TV and, you know, The Wire and, and on the, right, you, you know. Scarface. Yeah, you're thinking kingpins. And, and there are people who do that. But the vast majority of drug dealers, the people that are actually doing the end transaction to the end user, are other addicts. 
who buy drugs, sell off enough of it to cover the cost of their drugs, and then use their drugs. Like sure, that's they're very entrepreneurial. Like they're a lot of them are. They're finding a way to feed their habit. If if right. they don't have money, they gotta feed it somehow. And there's only so much, you know, begging, borrowing, and stealing you can do. So you just you're already buying the drugs, you just sell it to other people. And so that's very common. Um so the police came by uh and uh Nate had shouted at them to leave and they were he was yelling obscenities at them. Allegedly. But let's just say he was. Let's say I, I, that we... I don't think that I don't think that's a disputed fact. Okay, well, good. Whether it is or not, let's just pretend it isn't. He he yelled obscenities. He shouted at them and told them to leave. He swore at them. Um, the police found out that uh, Nate had an outstanding warrant, and they came back inside to arrest him. Um, they had him in handcuffs outside the house. Uh, when they came back in, Nate's roommate... After, after, right, after arresting him and pulling him outside the house, and they came back in. Right. Uh, when the police came back in, um, uh, Carrie Spencer... Uh, who was asleep when they had arrived, woke up and saw a gun pointed at him. Uh, we can dispute We can dispute whether he knew it was police or not, but he saw a gun pointed at him. He pulled out a gun. He killed three of the officers and injured, a, uh, injured the fourth. Um, so Nate admits to selling drugs. He did not kill a person. That is not in dispute. He did not have a gun at the night of the incident. That's not in dispute. Carrie Spencer... Carrie, the guy who, who shot them, said to anyone who would listen, including even now, because he hasn't been killed yet. He's still on death row. Still uh, he had, uh, what's that? I was, I was reiterating the point that you had just made. Oh, okay, yeah. He's, he's still there. He has said that Nate didn't kill anyone. He even wrote an open letter uh, that he sent out right before Nate was executed. He tried to say so at trial... Was not allowed to. Yep. The judge would not allow the testimony of the shooter saying that Nate didn't do it at Nate's trial. Yep. You know. Would not allow the person who shot them who to Who actually say, shot them. Who would have had a vested interest in saying Nate did it, he could have maybe pled down and gotten life without life uh, imprisonment. Maybe not, but maybe. there's a possibility that he could have, you know, ratted out Nate and said, "Oh well, he was the guy who planned the ambush and told me to do it." And maybe he ends up getting life in prison, and 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 Nate gets the death penalty. He didn't rat out his friend. No, I say rat out his friend. He didn't. Say he he still said what is painfully he obvious. He didn't throw his friend under the bus. He, he didn't, didn't he throw didn't. his friend under the bus, right? When he definitely could have. When he absolutely could have. He didn't do this, and it made zero difference. Nate didn't do it. Nate's uh, defense team was inexperienced, uh, unused. Uh, he they weren't used to criminal cases of this magnitude, and they clearly gave him an absolute garbage defense garbage defense this is nate at trial i want you to look at this face and i want you to picture being on trial for murdering someone when murdering three people murdering three people when everyone acknowledges that you didn't do it including the prosecutors 
this is the kind of face I would make in that kind of situation. That's right. This is someone who is, I can't even imagine the level of frustration and anger at that situation. I can't, I can't. The prosecution argued that due to Nate writing down Dr. Dre lyrics referring to cops as pigs, that it showed some sort of history, some sort of history that proves that he conspired to do this. And didn't he write that? Because in 2004? Yeah. Yeah, 2004. In 2004, a black man listened to Dr. Dre. And didn't he write that in jail? Possibly. I I believe maybe I'm wrong. I, I believe I believe possibly. he wrote that. I believe he wrote that in jail. Now imagine you've been arrested for murdering people that everyone knows you didn't murder. I would possibly write negative things about the police as well. I mean, I already do. Right. But they, I would write they, really negative things about the police. They argued that he conspired with a sleeping man. Yep. With a guy sleeping on the couch and convinced mm-hmm. the sleeping guy mm-hmm. to shoot all police officers who happened to come into the house after that moment. After that moment. He used telepathy on a sleeping man. He inceptioned him. He inceptioned him. He prefigured right. that this would happen. That this would happen. Now, obviously, competent, incompetent, incompetent jury, or not jury, uh, lawyers. Right. Uh, the jury uh, ruled 10 to 2 to send him to death. It wasn't a unanimous decision. 10 to 2. Ten to two. Two people said no. He should not die. <laughs> it's it's just it is beyond ridiculous. They didn't even have any, they couldn't even get twelve people to do it. It's scary that right. they got ten people to do it. But again, they didn't know what we know. They were right. having a, a a terrible defense. I can't even imagine how I would have. I would love to see. Part of me would love to see like the transcripts and the and the video of that trial if there is such a thing and the other part probably doesn't want to see it. Just watching a man getting murdered in slow in slow motion. Um they clearly just completely screwed him. And so uh uh in the in the in the years and days running up to uh, his execution, more than a hundred thousand people signed a petition to commute the execution and delivered it to the murderer. Governor K. Ivey, who obviously shot it down. Uh, people like Kim Kardashian, who has uh, emerged as a, a, a civil liberties She She is a warrior. criminal. Yeah, she has come out as a civil liberties and criminal justice reform warrior. Like a, yeah. what she like a legit one. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't like Kim Kardashian. No, I know. Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase that. I didn't. Like Kim Kardashian, yeah, I th- exactly. But what she's doing here makes me respect her. I still don't like her that much. Well, you know, I, I still like her, but yeah. crap out of what she is doing. 
Listen, here is someone I, I, I hated what Kim Kardashian stood for. Um, even though I didn't really hate her as a person, but the idea that you like leverage this like sex tape into a career of being famous for being famous and you really are just known for being this sort of vapid consumer of goods that people watch. And again, the market has spoken. If that's what the market wants to watch, then that's what it is. I don't have to like it, and clearly Matt doesn't either. And 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 so I was not I was never really a fan. If all that happened for Kim to be able to do the stuff she's doing, then great. So I think it's terrific what Kim does. So Kim, uh um um Martin Luther King the third and Senator Doug Jones of Alabama uh, also reached out to the murderer K Ivy. Uh, but there was no response uh, because she's a murderer. Um, she's a murderer. Now at five thirty of of so so a few hours before his scheduled execution, we did get some hope uh, when uh, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas of the Supreme Court stayed the execution to consider outstanding motions in the case, including those dealing with uh, the inadequate counsel uh, Wood's ability to opt. Uh, into the nitrogen hypoxia method of execution, which I guess is a more humane version. Um, yeah. So what the the nitrogen hypoxia method? If mm-hmm. he was never told this, if you opted into it, you were kind of put pushed back on the execution schedule. Oh, okay. If you didn't opt into it, you were pushed to the front. So that's probably why Carrie Spencer still. Hasn't been executed. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, Potentially. yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, or his, or maybe he had a better. He might have had better lawyers, and it took longer for them to to prosecute him, even though He's he actually it. killed them. Right. So anyway, all this to say that, uh, so Justice Clarence Thomas stayed the execution. I'm going to show you a video of Nate's family reacting to finding out that there was a stay of execution. And so this is the, the, the brother or one of the people saying, okay, look at, look at these, these folks that are celebrating right now. Picture you are, you've been going through this since 2004 or 2005 when he was convicted. Right. And for years has been leading up to this. And a few hours before, and you're just hoping beyond hope. And if you're religious, you're praying, whatever. You're do- anything you can do, just trying to think. Maybe we can get Nate from getting killed. Maybe we can get him from getting killed. Maybe we can even get him freed. And at the la- seemingly the last minute, you know, a few hours before, three and a half hours before, you hear there's been a stay, and you think. I mean, you saw the hope in their eyes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it again. Because this is heartbreaking. That you think this could be it. This could, Maybe yeah. he'll be free. Or at the very least, or they aren't going to kill him. Right. We'll be able to visit him. Again. again. That's another one. Even if we end, they end up executing him, at the very least, maybe maybe he'll get pushed back with the hypoxia thing or whatever. And we'll get to see him again. Something. Right. Now imagine after getting that brief bit of false hope less than an hour later you find out it was just you just got a, you just bought an hour yeah the rest of the ju- the rest of the justices shot it down yep 
They dismissed the motions. And they dismissed the motions after the uh both the governor uh and the uh uh Alabama Department of of um Justice all said that they had no interest in reviewing the case, that in their mind he was a he was a, a dead man walking and that he was totally guilty. And so based on that, the ju- other justices dismissed the notion the motions and uh uh before eight PM without even any comment. Um and Nate was murdered. At nine oh one, nine oh one p.m. Now I am. We don't use a lot of racially charged terminology on this show. Hmm. Nate Woods was executed after being held for nearly twenty years in a cage for the crime of swearing at police officers in my mind this was a lynching he was lynched it took longer than it used to and they went through more proper channels but at the end of the day a black man who hadn't hurt anyone was caged and then murdered for swearing. I call that a lynching. If you don't see it that way, at the very least, we should be able to acknowledge that a man, an innocent man, was murdered by the state after being held captive for decades. Right. And I saw, I've seen many arguments about yep. this and yep. I saw one used numerous times comparing Nate to Charles Manson. Charles Manson didn't kill anybody. Are you saying blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. I don't care how you finish that sentence. Like really? <laughs> Charles Manson oh, and Nate aren't even playing the same Fucking sports. No, I. They Charles Manson directed people to do things after uh, 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 getting them like completely bonked out on psychedelics for years or months or whatever, and feeding them this narrative of starting a race war. And how on earth is that comparable to someone who? Did nothing. He swore at cops. And he wrote some lyrics that were critical of the police. As many of us are wont to do on occasion. For far less. (laughs) The The fact that he was untrusting of police... He was a black man in Alabama. The I wonder why he, he could possibly... Yeah. Go ahead. The Sorry. fact that he was untrusting of police doesn't make him a cop killer, which the day of the execution, the Alabama, Al- Alabama, Alabama Attorney General called him that. Even called though they know he killer. didn't. Even though they know he, he didn't. didn't. The fact that he liked Dr. Dre. Yep. He liked Dr. Like, Dre... And he called cops pigs. 
I wonder why. He was untrusting of the police. I wonder why. It is absolutely incredible. And when you consider the fact that there are people that will defend this, knowing the facts, that tells you everything you want to know about the concept of a jury of your peers. But that's a whole other subject. Just outstanding. Nate Woods is a victim of the justice system, or was a victim of the justice system, because now he's dead. Now his family is a victim of the justice system. His family is a victim of the justice system. From the war on drugs, to the legal system, to the appeals system, the Supreme Court, at every single level, he has been failed, Matt. Because he swore at cops and sold drugs. Everything, everything, everything about this story infuriates me when they're like like, no when you hear the arguments of we've never executed an innocent person yes you have yeah yeah. yes you have yep sure have he sold he sold drugs okay okay so that was a crime but he would have been out of prison i don't know alabama's laws but he probably wouldn't have been executed he yeah he'd be alive he'd be alive he'd be alive they have failed massively and in another year nobody in Alabama is going to remember that guy's name outside of the Woods family and his friends obviously but nobody's going to think about it nobody's going to and it's it is heartbreaking that in 2020 we still have an issue where this guy could not get a fair trial. He couldn't yeah. get a fair trial. They, the person who killed the police said he had nothing to do with it. I woke yep. up, there was a gun in my face, I grabbed a gun and started shooting. Yep. I believe that was the direct quote. Yep. Nope. We don't care. You don't get to say that in front of the jury. You don't get to testify that only you did it. Right. In the trial of someone who we're saying had something to do with it, by telling you to do this while you were asleep. If for no other reason than this execution happened, there should never be another execution again. Ever. The state does not have the authority to decide who lives and who dies. This is like libertarians are against the death penalty because we believe that when you give the state, when you give government power to make a decision over us, that they most often end up using it in abusive and harmful and inequitable ways. The death penalty gives them the power to decide who lives and dies, like Matt said. We just saw how they used it. There's all sorts of data we can show you about how often the death penalty is 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 used for people based on their income level and based on their ability to get a good attorney and based on skin color 
and and uh, you know we can we can show you all that, of that stuff and that was another thing that i was going to point out yeah now like we said he had in I, I totally forgot to put that in the notes he had inadequate he had an inadequate uh defense right now imagine that he was uh zachary mccoy the reason Zachary McCoy didn't have as big of an issue yep. as Jorge uh, Jorge Molina, Jorge Molina, yeah, is because he was able to get an attorney that would fight for him. Yep. Even if you strip away the racial aspect of it, it's there's a money aspect to it too. It's a money aspect of it. Yep. Yep. If this guy had been accused of that, he could have gotten money from his parents, which is great. We're not like it's great. Yeah. And, like, we're not angry not at saying, this guy. Like we're not giving this guy no, a hard time. We no, do like you know any of us. He would, had to go and ask his parents for the money. He didn't have it. Like right. He, he luckily he, had that to fall back on. Even if he had the money, like what? Like I'm not mad at someone for being able no. to defend themselves. No, not even a little bit. Yeah. the The issue here is he was not given a fair trial because he was not given the defense that he needed. Yep. He was not given the defense that he needed, and. Because of that, starting at the very lowest level, I mean, you can, the war on drugs is a failed war. It, like, it's failing. It's failing, and it violates people's rights, and yep. it hurts families, and it rips them apart, mm-hmm. and they just need to end it. Yep. So you've got failure there. You've got failure from the police force who said, he swore at us three cops end up dead. We're going after him as well yep. because fuck him. Because fuck that guy. Exactly. Be- that guy. And that's literally what it comes down to. Even if you think there is no racial element to it, it was literally just because it's in, in fact, in some way that could even be worse that they were just so callous to be like, yeah, fuck him too. Mm-hmm. We already got him on the drug thing and he was there when we killed it. We're going to put it on him. And when the shooter says he had nothing to do do with it, they say, yeah, well, you're never going to get to tell anyone that. Or tell the people who make the decision the, that. The people who make the decisions. It's just... it. This is a... We are libertarians because of stuff like this. Yes. Yep. This is a travesty. This is an absolute travesty of the justice system. And when people are like, you, next time you're in trouble, call a crackhead. And uh, All right, yeah. I'd much rather I, call a crackhead. I will. I will. Because I don't want them taking somebody who doesn't deserve to die yep. to prison and putting them on death row and sentencing them to, and killing them. Yeah. No, I, I would if, much rather call a crackhead in most situations. And if you're a libertarian out there who is pro-death penalty, because there are some. I've met mm-hmm. a few. Yeah, yeah. There are a few. And you are you say it's not really the state that's doing it. It's a jury of their peers, so it's not the state. It's these people. One, okay, fair. Except, you know, they weren't allowed to hear all the evidence, and they weren't yeah. allowed to hear... Uh, and everything was slanted in order to do that. And they didn't give them the yep. proper defense in order to handle a case like this, but it costs more money to kill somebody than it does to keep them in prison for That's life. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. 
everything about this, everything about the death penalty is anti-libertarian. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. The state should never, ever spend taxpayer dollars to decide who lives and who dies. Because yep. you're, you're gonna get this right here. You're gonna get this guy. You're gonna get more of these. We've had more of these. We will have more of these until this ends. Um, and before we haven't gotten any comments on much of this, which I actually appreciate from everybody that's watching us right now, but before anybody throws in, yeah, what about a Ted Bundy or the guy that ate people whose name I can't remember right now? What was that guy's name? Dahmer. Oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. He was yeah. killed in prison. He was killed in prison, but do those people deserve to die? Yeah, probably. Does probably. state do it? No, no. And you are talking about less than 1% of the people who ever go to death row. You are talking about less than 1%. It, it, I, it is an argument that so many people use. And it is an argument that doesn't matter. Because we are talking about something so minuscule. Yep. It's so tiny. And much like Jeffrey Dahmer, if they are that bad, they will probably get killed. They'll probably end up and just put them in general population. I would rather John Wayne Gacy and, uh, gosh, who are some other, the, the, uh, some other people that have been executed for, for murder who obviously did. Did killer? Was he executed? I know he was convicted. I would rather John Wayne Gacy and any other four serial killers you can name not have been executed and instead be locked up for the rest of their, rest of their lives and Nate still be alive. I would take that trade a million times because here's what's going to happen or what would have happened. At some point, it would have become painfully apparent that Nate didn't do it. And even if it took another 20 years, he'd get to come out. So I would, you know, people go, oh, would you, would you rather John Wayne Gacy? Yes. Yes. I'd rather John Wayne Gacy not have Ted been executed Bundy. and be, what's that? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Any of this, all of them. All of them. Every person who's ever been executed who did it, who absolutely did it, no 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 dispute at all, I would absolutely rather every single one of them be alive and in prison for the rest of their lives and Nate be alive. Not to mention all the other people who have been wrongfully executed that we don't know about. But even just Nate, even if it was just Nate, I would rather Nate be alive. So, I think that's pretty I either I don't I uh, what Alabama did, it it was. And you want to talk about was, a lack of, ser- of of seriousness among some people? There are people that are ready to you know boycott Alabama over you know uh, 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 they would they would boycott them over a transgender bathroom bill. They would boycott them over, and I'm not trying to do whataboutism here. I, I, I'm not, and maybe I'm I'm treading on that, but. And those are things that you have every right to. If you are ready to boycott a state over something like, you know, something like a transgender bathroom bill or something like a, 
uh, the Georgia abortion bills and abortion bills and things like that. And again, I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm not telling you those aren't important things. I'm not telling you that those things aren't, some people might even consider them life and death to, to specific individuals. What I'm telling you is that if you are that fired up about that, but wouldn't boycott over this man being executed, then I have to argue that your priorities may be somewhat skewed. And the fact that there isn't a large and growing boycott Alabama movement. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I... <sighs> so I'm going to talk about something more positive, and that is an update because literally oh, we can... I have those pictures up on the screen just real quick. My pictures? Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as I need to. Okay. Can you like 30, 40 seconds? Oh, that should be easy enough. Um, okay. so we're going to be doing a, uh, Vermin Supreme Spike Cohen update. Uh, I went to, uh, UNC Greensboro, uh, in, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. And, uh, we went and, and visited the youths there, uh, Team Supreme and the Libertarian Party of North Carolina working together. We uh, uh, went and went to the campus of UNC Greensboro to help start the uh, affiliate of the uh, Libertarian Party of UNC Greensboro. And uh, Brent DeRitter and I uh, and Ryan Teeter and Susan Hogarth and, uh, and uh, Corbin and Joe, who's uh, they're the ones starting the uh, Libertarian Party of UNC Georgia and their last names escape me at the moment. But we went and uh, talked with literally hundreds of students there. Uh, about libertarianism, uh, we open by asking people if they own themselves, if they believe that they own themselves, uh, which really opened up a lot of really interesting conversations. Uh, we invited them out to uh, to, to join. We, we got a bunch of people signed up uh, for the uh, Libertarian Party. That's a, that's a nice picture there uh, for the Libertarian Party of UNC uh, George uh, uh, UNC Greensboro and. Um, uh, had a really good event, signed up uh, dozens of people, uh, spoke to hundreds of students, and uh, just really had a good time. And, and and in doing so, so I would say that I spoke to probably, I don't know, at least 50 students, 40 or 50 students who all knew who Vermin Supreme was without me having to, I, I would just say, do you know who Vermin Supreme was, who, who Vermin Supreme is? And they would say, oh, wow, yeah. And, and, and in fact, the, the girl in this picture right here that's uh, that's signing up, uh, when I came over to talk to her, uh, she said, um, she said, I like your pin. Do you like Vermin Supreme too? And I said, well, I'm actually his running mate. And, uh, she was real excited about that. Um, but so, you know, the youths absolutely know who they, they already know who Vermin Supreme is. Um, they are very, very receptive to the message of, 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 of freedom and, and self-ownership and non-aggression. And we had of, of the, I would say I, I personally spoke to, man, at least 100 kids. And of the 100 students that I spoke with, maybe I think five or six of them, just they would just keep walking or say, no, thank you. They weren't interested. The vast majority of them at least stopped and talked to me for a few, a couple minutes. Um, most of them um, spoke with me for quite a while and asked questions. And uh, a few times we actually had groups that formed, you know, based on other people hearing what they were, what we were talking about and wanting to come over and, and talk about it and give their opinions, incredibly receptive to the message of liberty. Um, 
a lot of people telling us that they're there they would vote for for me and vermin supreme especially if their other options are joe biden and uh and donald trump and uh you know keep in mind we're talking with these kids these are kids who are very receptive to the message and they are forming belief systems that most of them are going to keep for several decades 40 50 60 years like this is a serious these you know it it's any age is a great age to get someone to to you know support freedom and liberty but especially at this age especially young adults and teenagers people who are forming their opinions they're actually getting to form their opinions um and 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 are you know obviously I don't like to use the word impressionable because it sounds like we're like trying to convince them of something, but they are. They're 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 learning what they what what their you know established belief systems are going to be as adults, and most of them are going to keep those long after a lot of us are dead. So it's a very very important thing, and so we had a really great event. Uh, we're going to be planning some more pound the pavement events uh, throughout the Carolinas, working with uh, affiliates in other states to do the same there. And, uh, you know, turns out guys, if you want to grow libertarianism, you have to talk to people who aren't libertarians. And then, and, and crucially, this is a crucial part of this. You have to like demonstrate that you care about them at all and don't want to just argue with them and tell them how right you are and how much of a bootlicker they are and how stupid they are and how they need to read Rothbard. It's a good idea to actually have a conversation with them, see what they have to think. Be willing to listen to their opinions that you believe are wrong and have a little bit of a feel-felt-found conversation with them and then maybe find some common ground because maybe you're not going to convince them of libertarianism in its entirety as it probably was not able to... You were probably not able to be convinced of it in its entirety with just a stump speech, you know, an elevator speech. Takes time. You get a foot in the door. They're receptive to your message. They come out to meetings. You get to talk to them more. They ask about healthcare. You say, you answer questions about this. Matt's clearly enjoying something over here. I'm enjoying Chris Reynolds' commentary in the comments, as I normally do. No, it was not an all-girls... Co- <laughs> Listen... <laughs> There was a, a, a very, I wish uh, uh, Stephen Messina and uh, Brent DeRitter was here uh, because uh, they spread some pretty, I'm going to show these pictures again. I like mm-hmm. that one. Most of the people in this picture are male and white because that was another thing that came up. You have two gingers in that picture? Yeah, we were sure one of them was libertarian. Turns out, no. Um, this is a male. Yes, there there were women I spoke with. There were I there are I don't understand what 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 the one of these kids is thirteen. It's Brent's uh, uh, daughter, and um, then and and the one on the right there is uh, is uh, the boyfriend. Here's two men there. I wonder if I can speed this thing up a little. It's it's twenty twenty. These are some men. And what's the next one? Did you make a slideshow? Yeah, I made a slideshow. Um, 
look, mostly men in this picture. There is one woman. Women are allowed to talk about things. There's two men. These are mostly pictures of men. I don't know where this narrative happened. Look, more men. That one's looking at your chest. No, he's actually looking down at the thing that I was sold. <laughs> oh, no, a woman. This is a very powerful lesson in confirmation bias. Guys, it's okay. I would say that something like 60% of the people in these photos are men. And yet, and yet, everyone walked away saying, oh, Spike like talking with the girls. It's a specific demographic of the girls, actually. <laughs> and that's simply incorrect. I spoke with everyone. And I'm happily married. I'm happily married. I spoke with many men of various colors. Not that that would even matter. And I spoke with women, yes. Also of varying colors. I am not in control of the admission demographics of UNC Greensboro. I talked to who was in front of me, including many men. So that's your Vermin Supreme Spike Cohen update. So real quick before we uh, close everything out, something sure. that just uh, came up that is actually quite interesting that I know that Uber fan Chris Reynolds is actually kind of, actually going to like. Um, there was no pattern. <laughs> like, um. Uh, There are a large number of parallels between the 2020 Democratic primary and the 2004 Democratic primary, which was the John Kerry Howard Dean year. Yeah. Oh, because John Edwards screwed up. There was a crowded field. Yeah. Upstart candidate. Think Howard Dean instead of Bernie Sanders in this one. Uh Right. You had from Vermont. You had a sudden rallying around an establishment cat candidate. Even if maybe he wasn't the voters' first choice. Yeah. That people started going to as people were dropping out. Right. The only thing that's missing is the Dean screen. Now, literally moments after getting demolished in Michigan, Bernie Sanders did not do a screen. Oh God! I know. I like. I would be. I would be uploading that into Drive. Oh, I was gonna look right now for it. Oh no! Oh, but he tweeted. He tweeted the screaming of 2020. (laughs) I've got news for the Republican establishment. I've got news for the Democratic establishment. They can't stop us now. Doesn't pack the same punch as the Howard Dean, um, which is still my favorite moment in all of 
politics ever. Um, but yeah, they can. Yes, they can. You are losing. They the are stopping you. Yeah, they, they are stopping you. The only thing that you can do to hurt any of them is run for the green party. And don't sore loser laws kind of stymie him in doing that? Mm, that depends. I don't know. Actually, I'm gonna look at that. No, because I think he can go and run. I think he can go and run in a different party. I think. I'm not sure. Sore losers. Uh, st- some states bar candidates who sought but failed to secure the nomination of a political party from running as independents or as nominees for another party in the general election, which is a total violation of your freedom of speech. But anyway, these restrictions are sometimes called sore loser laws. Some states have explicit sore loser. Others have requirements that operate in a similar fashion. So, so I think that's going to be strictly for state elections. I don't think they have any say on national. Yeah, but you can't show up on their ballot is what happens. So here are the states that have sore loser laws. Oregon, California, Arizona, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. So Florida Florida has one too. Florida has one too. Yeah, Florida. Florida, you have to be in. I'm reading this wrong. Every state in the union has sore loser laws except Iowa, New York, and Connecticut. (laughs) So, you could really rally in New York and Iowa and Connecticut. Iowa and Connecticut. And Connecticut, to a lesser extent. So... No, that's actually not something he could do. Right. Okay. Now, he well, could tell he what he could do is tell people to do a write-in campaign. Right. Um which might I mean, depending on how these laws are written, he might even get in trouble for that. But I mean, he yeah, could like screw Florida it. doesn't accept write-ins. Oh, that's true. There there's going to be places where you just don't accept. Well, he could tell people to hang their chads there. So and now he is saying that he is not going to come out and speak at all tonight. Oof. Probably a good call to avoid the. <laughs> uh, probably a good call oh, man, but to that would be avoid so that. Brave. But uh, and his press uh, secretary or media person is saying that uh, he doesn't know when he will speak tomorrow. So. Bernie, Bernie is a... Uh, He's not having a good day. Right. He is floundering here. Right. Keep right. in mind, this man had a heart attack less than a year ago. Less than a year ago. I can tell you how stressful my campaign has been for me. And the... The stakes are arguably not as high. I'd argue they are. 
But there's been argument about that. I'm a young man with a well-functioning heart. It is incredibly stressful at times. And not even the, oh, am I going to win? Am I not going to win? Because, like, it's it like there are other there are some good people running. I, I think that I'm the, the best choice or I wouldn't be running. And I think Vermin's the best choice or I wouldn't be supporting him. But, you know, it's like it's not this, you know, existential whatever. A- AOC has chimed in. Uh-oh. Chris's favorite. AOC has chimed in, and she said, there's no sugarcoating it. Tonight's a tough night. Tonight's a tough night electorally. Where are you seeing this? Ma'am, I got my sources. On Twitter? <laughs> no, it's on uh, 538. Oh, because the last thing from here is nine hours ago. Anyway, um, ouch. Ouch, guys. Yeah, uh, and right now, as of right now, uh, 10% reporting in North Dakota. Bernie Sanders has a lead of 39% to Biden's 26%. Interesting. Michigan was the big one today. Yeah, it Michigan Michigan was the only one that mattered today. There's some offshoot one this week. I can't remember which one it is. Um at, like I think it's Thursday. And then next week there's Florida and after Biden wins Florida, it's it's going over. to be over. It's going to be over. The only thing that's going to make any sort of a difference outside of that is going to be um, New York. How, well, how long he stays in. Like oh, I think Ber- the, that's going to be the only story left. And, yeah, and Bernie will stay until the end because he's Bernie, and and why wouldn't he? Um, and Tulsi will stay into the end because why shouldn't she? Um, but because she's not endorsing. Yeah, she's got any the of money these. to keep. If she's got the money to keep going, keep going. And go I mean, what's what's even keep going at this moment? She doesn't have to go anywhere. Like she can literally just stay in D.C. and say she's running. Like you know, there's not really anything she has to do at this point. Um, but you know, so for Joe Joe Biden and Brick Brickhart over on Periscope, which great that we're getting Periscope notifications again. That's awesome. Oh, nice. Uh, Washington is Washington is done voting tonight, but all of it's done by mail, so they aren't going to. And it just means that yeah. the ballots had to be mailed today, so we're not going to know Washington for at least a week. Chris says, "I I bet Wilford Brimley could play Bernie in a movie about this election. I would watch that." That because would... his Wilford, his Bernie would suck. Like the voice would suck, but they'd like dress him up with the messy hair and everything to like look like Bernie, but he'd still come out and just do his thing that he always does. Like it would just be, I would watch that. He'd be, he'd be in that. the healthcare, except he'd be, he wouldn't sound healthcare. like that even a little healthcare. bit. Healthcare. Because you can fix your diabetes. It's unacceptable. Diabetes. Five people own half of the country's wealth, and that's unacceptable. He'd probably be a very electable version of Bernie, honestly. He actually would be. Like, if Wilford Brindley became a democratic socialist, he'd be our next president. I don't care. Nothing anyone could do about it. I was asked, I was asked an interesting question last night that I will pose to you. Okay. Um, do you think Bernie would be more electable if he called himself a New Deal Democrat as opposed to a Democratic Socialist? Sure. Probably. I think so. Probably. I, 
when I when I was asked, I said, "Yeah, I believe so." Probably right now. The the funny thing is that he's thinking for a longer game than he'll probably even be alive for. Because the young voters who will eventually become old voters and actually show up and and and, and vote as a block are fine with socialism. Well, every most voters are fine with socialism. They just aren't fine with it being acknowledged as socialism. Right. These voters are fine with the acknowledgement of socialism. Oh, by the way, when we were in New Hampshire and had some philosophical dis- discussions with some Bernie bros, the political spectrum that falls under Bernie bros is everything from like edgy center left Democrats who just, you know, they're in it because he's cool and, you know, all the kids are doing it to like straight up anarcho communists who sort of like how there are some anarcho capitalists who will vote libertarian or Republican or whatever, because it's either that or the freaking boogaloo man on the other side are like just some straight up like Antifa communists who are ready. They're voting for Bernie because if it's not that, then they want to, pull out the guillotines and eat the rich and all that stuff. Like I've had people that said I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. And if he doesn't get enough voting for vermin Supreme, and if that doesn't work, it's time to eat the rich to which I've said, I appreciate your support. But so no, I, 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 uh, he's staying in it. I really want to see Wolford Brimley. Um, Play Bernie Sanders Bernie now. Sanders. Oh yeah, I I, I want to see that. I would help crowdfund that, both in donations and shares. I have the weirdest feeling that Wilford Brimley would turn that down, though. I hate that, and you're right. Right, it'd be like you'd end up with like I don't know if James Gardner is still alive. No, he died. Okay, well then you wouldn't end up with him. I mean. Jack Lemon. Gosh, no. So he, yeah, uh, James Garner died in 2014. Jack Lemon. Jack, Jack Lemon. He's no, he died. He died a while ago. Oh yeah, he died in one. Man, was it that long ago? Yeah, he died shortly after he made um, Bagger Vance. When was the movie that he did with um, James Garner? Where they were presidents. Oh, uh, that was 99, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. 99. My Fellow Americans uh, was in 96. 96, wow. Good movie, My Fellow Americans. That was a, Yeah, that was a fun movie. Two former that presidents a- that ran. They were both single terms. Yeah. And they ran as president and vice president. Yeah. Well, no, and they were they were opponents. They were like bitter enemies. Right, but then they ran as president and vice president at the end. So I just oh, that's right. I forgot there. about that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he gets they did their they did their thing. They did their. Well, I don't want to spoil the movie. Go watch the movie. Uh, it's called My movie. Fellow Americans. My Fellow Americans, and then watch My Fellow Americans. My show. <laughs> right. Do exactly that. Do exactly that. Um. So that's it for the night, guys. But uh, yeah, vote for Vermin Supreme and don't support the death penalty. And I'm sorry about the thing with Bernie.
that's our takeaway kids um i can't so, wait for the next dean scream i wish i knew when it was coming oh man me too uh so just to let you know uh we will be in i will be in virginia uh this weekend for the libertarian party of virginia convention and uh then i we will be back here next week uh next tuesday for the muddy waters of freedom where matt wright and yours truly matt wright and i parse through the week's news with the cheer and a plum of a of a just a, a shiny a shiny coronavirus monkey <laughs> as you could imagine <laughs> i'm i'm tired okay i'm tired yeah, i get it i get it you've had We're both tired so Matt, if uh, if someone were to watch, uh, want to watch everything we've ever done and follow us on social media, how is that possible? Uh, so there are multiple ways you can do that. Oh wow! You can follow us on the Facebook at facebook.com/slash Muddied Waters Media. You can follow us on Instagram to look at just whatever memes we decide to throw up there uh, at Instagram or on Instagram at muddied waters media, you can watch pretty much every show we've ever made on the YouTube at youtube.com slash muddied waters media. You can, <laughs> sorry. Um, on Twitter, you can find us at muddied underscore waters on float. You can find us at float.app slash muddied waters media. You can listen to us on the greatest podcasting platform known to man ever. Anchor, anchor.fm slash muddied waters. And you can find this in every episode of Muddied Waters of Freedom at muddiedwatersmedia.com. We have a couple comments to end with. Uh, Corbin Hunt says Gilbert Gottfried would be a better Bernie. I agree. That would actually, I would also want to see that. Um, it would be a different take. Than the it would be a completely Brimley. different take. I would like to see like a competing Bernie off between Wolford Brimley <laughs> and Gilbert Gottfried. And throw Larry David in the mix because he does a really decent well, one. As a control because he's good. Right. Like his Bernie's really good. So have him in as like a, as like a control. Because Bernie's not in the mood for this right now. Bernie's not having a good a good week. So, so he, he wouldn't want to participate in this, but, but, you know, Larry David in the middle, Wolford Brimley and Gilbert Gottfried, I would pay up to $20 to watch that. Do you know what people paid up to $20 to watch? The Corey Feldman, the Corey Feldman documentary that did not happen. <laughs> it did. It aired today. Oh, did it air? Cause I know it was like the site was down or something. No, yeah, it aired today at like uh, three o'clock or something. Oh, good. Okay, good. So it was that it was a it was like a glitch in their system or or uh, what's it called? Uh, like the their server got, was bogged oh, down or something. Okay, well, good because I people were thinking it might be a scam. All right, cool. Yeah, cool no, cool. It, well, that, it was real. Good. Uh, good. Every name that he named in it was um, names he had already named. So uh, nothing came of light. 
the the details on the Charlie Sheen thing were more than I wanted to know, but it also didn't come as much of a shock either. So, will Charlie Sheen see anything about this? No, 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 he will not. He, uh, he's Chris, already kind of drummed himself out of the business anyway. Yeah, and he's been very clear in not saying anything about this, which is smart. He actually sued. He sued. Oh, did he uh, sue the National Enquirer for oh, running really? a story saying it happened? Oh wow! So, yeah, I want to see uh, that now. But so Chris Reynolds says Spike's going to the Virginia Libertarian Young Women's Convention. I'm going to a convention that, much like the pictures I showed you, is mostly male. So I don't know where by, this... By, by a much wider margin than those pictures. By an even wide, by a considerably wider margin. But I... Considerably I, so, wider margin. Like, I'm not... I don't get where this narrative came from. Like, is, are people shocked that there were some attractive women at a college... Who were like half my age and I'm happily married. Like that's what I need, right? I need to like ruin my marriage over like someone that could legitimately be my child. Where I would have been a young adult when I had, well, a legal teen when I had them. That's what I need, guys. So... Guys, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you next week. And we're it's not an organic narrative. <laughs> Chris Reynolds just wrote it's an organic narrative. It's not an organic narrative. Oh god. Where we're going, we don't need roads. It's not an organic narrative. Uh, 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 I don't care anymore, man. I really don't. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. I want to take you to Honolulu, baby. I want to go on a vacation. want to chill. want to sit on the beach and chill. want to drink Corona Beach and chill. Yeah, put the lime in the drink. Stop and think. Look at your face, man. You're beautiful. Girl, you're beautiful. Never seen nothing. So beautiful. Make the beach look like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Make, make everything look like it's nothing. Girl, I love you. God, I love you. I didn't notice till now, but I love you so much. I want to be with you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I'm gonna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu. I wanna take her to Honolulu, Honolulu. Yeah. I remember back in the day when I used to work and get paid. 
I spent my whole check on you, girl. You were my whole world. My voice is kinda fucking trash, but you didn't give a shit about that. We used to light it up and burn ash, but now you're gone and I'm here all alone. My life is nothing but a poem. Yeah, da 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 da. Yeah. I wanna take her to Honolulu, Honolulu, Honolulu. Wanna take her to Honolulu, Honolulu. Yo, this is for everybody who's in love right now, man. This is for everybody. I want you to tell that special someone you wanna take her to Honolulu, dog. Y'all go on the beach and fucking chill, man. This is for y'all, man. We love, love, one love. That's it. That's all we gotta do for man. We just wanna show everybody that we mean everything to everybody. Everybody's somebody, somebody. Everybody's somebody's everything. Thank you for the support. Peace.